Okay, so good morning, everybody, and welcome to Satsang. Morning, Bob. You wanted me up, yeah, I thought I was going to break oh, the ice here. Listen, it's great, because otherwise we're sitting waiting in everybody's. It's wonderful. Off we go. Well, I had just a great transition last week. Yeah, I just, uh, something opened at a different level, is all I can say. Hey. Excuse me, can you speak up just a little? Bit more volume. I was with Jack in Toronto last weekend. So yeah. something opened at a different level after that. You know, and I was just, I was just saying, I, uh, um, There's a transition going on, you were saying. Yeah, and I, I don't even know exactly what it is. It just, it became absolutely clear to me that the only thing I have to do is kind of watch where I objectify myself. Aha. And if I do that, it's just this. Yes. Wide open. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't really have a question. I just. Yes. When I did tell you that. You okay. Know. Okay. So, <clears throat> so when you when you make an object of yourself, mm-hmm. when you objectify, and by that do you mean that there's a Bob? What what? If what there's happens? any concept of anything, it's just like as soon as I solidify into a thought, I just I can feel the contraction. Okay. You said I told you there's some areas that I tended to contract, and I think you just, you just said something very simple, which is sort of like watch the loop or something along those lines, and. And I sort of took a step back at that moment, and it's like, I don't contract there that much now. I mean, there might be a little bit, but it's sure. just, just, it's just, uh, I don't know. There's just something extremely expansive. Okay. Okay. You got distance from it then, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, if there's a trick, you know, it's like when, when you're, in some mind, mind runs some loops, or it runs some hypnosis, it runs some idea, and you're in there, and it's your life and your opinion and everything. And for some, it's really possible to see, you know, it's just, it's like a circuit. It's just a circuit that's all about me. Whatever's going on, I'm just in the center of my own little world. And so, just to kind of play catch up with what was happening at Bob, it's like sometimes, some people, you can just see that it's a loop. It's just a loop. It's going nowhere. It's all about me for a bit of self-satisfaction or for the idea that I exist or just some loop going on, a mind loop, a short circuit. And if there's a bit of distance from it, sometimes you're like, whoa, something got caught in that. And after a while, you actually forget how to get into the loop. You forget. It's like, how, how did I even think that was me in the middle of it? How did I even think that? How, how was that believed that I was the person in there? You see? So that kind of objectivity is, is, is seemingly what, you know, what I reckon Bob's talking about, you know, just poof, out, out you go. Yeah, it's like I could see them, I could almost see a moment where attention formed an image of itself. And, and once I saw that, like so clearly, it's like you remain attention. Whenever that image pops in, you notice it, and it's, 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 uh, tr- it's, well, it's not real. It's just, no, it's not real. Yeah. yeah. So, so now it's like a physical. You know, I was kind of teasing you about the feeling in the gut thing about Derek, and and uh, but it's it's almost like a physical. You can feel the physical contraction whenever you're believing something. That, yes. And whenever you sink into a belief, which is an identification, basically. So you just yes. you start identifying, and yes. and it's uncomfortable, basically. Yes. And the other thing is just. This has been sort of happening over time that was really apparent last week is that the more effortless it becomes, the more that seems to happen. Like the people are affected more in that, which is really just sort of confirmation of everything. You yes. Know, that, 
Yes. So what, what's working isn't from the personal. You know? Yes. Yes, it's not from the personal. Yeah. What's natural happens just fine without you, yeah. without your yeah. personal involvement. You, know? you just have to get out of the way. But then when you're out of the way, if you're busy being out of the way, you're actually still there. You know? <laughs> so it's about seeing through what you think you are. You know? Yeah. yeah. Sort of not wanting it anymore, not grasping it. Yeah. 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 And the key is knowing that it's not real, that it's just a mind loop. Mm-hmm. It's just when attention goes and makes two, makes subject object, the second there's the object, you feel the contraction. Okay. Now let's say, let's say, because everything will move and change, no? And it's always consciousness is consciously refining itself. Even if that contraction comes back, what's important is that you know it's not real. Mm-hmm. That's what's important, because for some people, the sense of the eye comes back really strongly. But the thing is, well, is it real or is it not real? Is it just presenting as real? So the, 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 the most important key I could give you now is that really, really know that it's the difference between real and not real. Really, 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 really. <laughs> Let's see if I can expand my vocabulary here. A bit. <clears throat> the quality of what's not real. Know that. Know that the kind of the characteristics, the 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 sense of something. It's just not real because right now there's a complete certainty. It's just not real. And so. Mind does funny little things. Oh, but maybe it's just a concept that it's not real. You see, and then it kind of cranks up again and goes around another way and puts you into a spiral. And this can happen. So I'm just kind of saying, hey, you know, this is where mind can go now just to try and pull you back in. Because mind will do something. Because it it will fear its own annihilation. The thinking mind will fear its own annihilation. Because it's being made redundant now, you see? Yes. And so the fight for survival, it's like even if you... You know, you want to die. It's like, at the end of the day, some instinctual fight for life is going to happen. It, yeah. it does happen, you know. For some, it's a fade out, but for most, there's some kind of, you, 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 you fight against it. Mind will fight against it. There's not a you in it, but mind will fight against its own annihilation. So it's going to try and play tricks. It's like, actually, no. It's known that this is not real. It is known that these games are not real. That this is just mind fighting for its own re-establishment in the game, in the Bob game, mm-hmm. you see? Yeah, yeah, because I'm feeling that. I told, mentioned to you last time, is it, it's like a visceral thing now. Yes. It's, it's like a visceral, you can almost feel that something's, when it, the total expansion is going to destroy whatever that is, that, that, that containment, that contraction into the... Yes, yeah. yes it does, yeah. So it's very visceral now. Yes, yes. But not so much, interestingly. You know, you kind of said augment that, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's true because you know, I used to talk to people about if, if you move into any fear, it can't exist because fear is a resistance by its nature. So as soon as you're going in, if you augment, you, if you embrace it, it can't be there in a yeah. sense. It, 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 yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's largely visceral right now. Yes. And almost kind of. Yes. Yeah. Maybe your style is a fade-out, you know? Yeah. Maybe so, we don't know. No, we don't know. Everybody's different, you know? I have a strong sense that those contractions are going to happen again at times. Of course. Of course. The thing is, will they be taken to be real or not? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. Because ultimately, that's the difference. 
is, is between awakening and being under hypnosis, is that there's a knowing that this is not real. It's just known 24-7 that it's just not real. It's just not real. And life continues just the same. It's fine. But it's not real. There's no question. It's just not real. So that's the thing that kind of um, becomes an anchor. The knowing that this, this is not real. And so if the contraction comes, the contraction is part of the movie. It doesn't create a you that is real. It creates a sense of a you, perhaps. It creates something uncomfortable because, because it becomes, you know, the, the natural movement is towards whew, natural free flow. And the natural state doesn't do contraction in the same way as the thinking mind does contraction. Mm-hmm. It'll do, you know, whoa, I don't want to be here. Or, you know, you won't even say it like that, but it's like a movement away or a movement towards. It's more like that, the natural order of things. You know, you feel a pull away, you feel a pull towards, and that dictates what you do and what you get involved in, who you spend time with, who, wh- wh- how you respond to something. It's just a movement inside, away or towards, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so just to leave room for that natural flow, and then the contraction is a completely other type of a, more visceral, <coughs> as you say. Mm. It's, a different, it's a different energy, and it kind of doesn't fit anymore. It becomes kind of strange. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, like an entrapment of sorts. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, mm. it's that labeling of subjective perception kicking in and it, it stops fitting, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're very welcome. You did it yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. All I do is move the pieces around, you know. See if the perspective shifts when we move things around a little bit. I was talking to someone earlier, you know, just about Skype versus being with somebody, you know, and there's something about the space, hold the space, you know. Uh, you are the space, maybe. <laughs> It's all what you are, you know, and it's like, I don't know, I suppose when there's a physical presence, it allows you to, to resonate with what you are, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and yeah. so that can get bigger if there's, a, if there's an openness to it. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Just before you came in, I dumped a cup of coffee on myself and still going out here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, dear. That's one way to take a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for opening this chair up. (laughs) I have been um, drawn to spiritual things after my life fell apart some time back. And I've done a lot of reading, 
into uh, few retreats, and I feel like I have an understanding that's taken me to a place where I'm not sure I need to hear a whole lot of words. Mm-hmm. So, frankly, I was pleased that you weren't going to spend a lot of time talking without somebody in this chair. Among the things that I've read and started working at and, and done some of is this notion of inquiry. Um, and it seems as though there are some conflicts about inquiry because of it's very much me that's doing the inquiry, or so it seems now. Okay. And I went through an inquiry process with a teacher who, the result of which, after three sessions, cleared up a long-standing depression, and it was not in any way dramatic. It was just about a week after the last session, I suddenly thought, hey, wait a minute, it's not so dark in here anymore. Hmm. Now, I have been, I have revisited that periodically, but it seems to sort of evaporate relatively quickly. And, and so I, I, my question is, can you speak to the way, if, if any extent, that inquiry was part of your awakening process, if I can call it that, mm. and, and could you be as specific as you can be? I realize that probably there are as many different mm. ways to do that inquiry as there are people doing it. But any guidelines, any any suggestions would be would be helpful. It's I, I sometimes will I generally do it at a computer because I can type faster than I can write, and okay. then I can read it afterward. Although I don't find reading it of great yeah. value. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will. I, and 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 my only objective is to attempt to write what's true. Okay. And that is that's really the only instruction I've seen about it, and yet I sometimes get to a place where I have nothing else. To write, and yet I, and I can focus on body sensations. I can look at other things. Mm. I guess is it a valuable process, and can you suggest ways to pursue it? What happens right now when you say that? What What is your methodology right now? I know you write, but what do you write? And when you say that you are doing self inquiry, what's it like? Well, sometimes I bring something to the writing. There may be an incident, there may be an experience that I'm having. Usually it's what's true for me right now. Okay. And the last thing I sat down to write had to do with um, a lot of fear has been showing up. That is what I've always called fear. It's it's very distinctly a body sensation. It's a body sensation that really sort of takes over and generates these loops that you speak about. And I really, I can really get that. Um, But along with that is a self-loathing that has taken, takes my breath away sometimes. Uh Uh That is, that makes it easy to understand that there is a terrorist in here. Okay. And that all of the evil, if you will, in the world is in here in that hatred, that yes. self, self-hatred. Yes. And that's sort of, I was up, you know, I woke, I woke early this morning and, and, and realized I wasn't going back to sleep. It was very early and, and I just, that, that, that body stuff, that 
So to your question, I, I, I said I, 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 I attempt to look at it as closely as I can. I attempt not. I, I attempt to say things that are true. It's it's easy to say I am I am angry, but that's okay. a very incomplete picture of the moment. Yes. So sometimes it comes and, and there'll be just a whole outpouring of stuff. All right. And sometimes there will be nothing. And I, I, I realize that's probably just the way my process goes or the way... But I, I, I guess... Mm. I don't, almost anything I ask about it in this moment seems like a silly question, you know. It's a, all right. Um, you know, is it, is, it, is it really take... I guess I don't fully trust that it's taking me anywhere, if you okay. will. You know, that it's, yes. that it's a valuable or a useful tool. Yes, yes. And what you're describing is inquiry, and then there's self-inquiry. Okay. Okay, because <clears throat> the, the, the self-inquiry... Is the, is the who question. Who is sitting in the chair? It's a short question. And the answer of it comes back to, well, you'd say, I am, if, if identification is running. But if you really look to see who that is, that's the purpose of self-inquiry. Okay, that's, I hear that's you. self-inquiry, yeah. That is, that, that, always, that is, I, I've sort of stopped doing that because it... I kept covering the same ground. What would you get? What, what answer well, did you get? It became muddied because I have learned and I recognize it as true and I've had some profound altered states experiences where the only relevant cognition was I am. And it was not I am, it was I am. I mean, okay. it was big, you know, yes. and so I... Ultimately, it, it appears that that's about the only truth there is. Okay. About, and yet, I don't live that way. I don't. I don't. Um, sure. I get trapped in in the me. I get trapped in the me. Sure. Me takes over. Yeah. Okay. So if we get as far as the I am, the expanse of I am, how do you know that that's real? How do you know that that's what you are? Well, in, in normal consciousness, I, I don't know that I do. When I had that experience, um, it didn't... As I said, there was nothing else. It was all there was. And was it... If somebody had said to me, was it real or not at the time, I, I don't know that, um, that I would have even registered the question. Yes. Um, when it's all there is... There aren't any relevant questions. Okay. But I, but I don't. I'm not that way in this moment. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> Do you think there could be a beyond the I am? Well, I, 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 I do, but it's sort of an intellectual conclusion. Okay. That is. <clears throat> It's this mouth in this physical presence that's been known to me for a long time that says I am. Yes. There is a source to that, I think, that's bigger than that. Okay. Is there a beyond the source? I don't know. Okay. So, self-inquiry, and I, I'll get back to the other parts, I'm just following one thread. 
the self-inquiry leads to where mind can't know. Mind can't know. The intellect will get you so far and, and then it's, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Something knows, but it's not an intellectual knowing. Beyond that. And, and sometimes I recognize it and sometimes I don't. Okay. I, okay. It's there all the time. It's just sometimes we have a window into, the, you know, into some capacity to recognize and sometimes there isn't. But it's there all the time. Would you, is it, is it a, a, accurate to say that it's generally a thought that obstructs that being there all the time? That's right. That it, is, it occurs to me that, that in those inquiry sessions that I did, it took some patience to kind of let the thoughts go their own way and, and sit with what I was left with. So I, I, I haven't. I guess I'm saying I have an understanding of what, yeah, what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so self-inquiry leads to that beyond I am, beyond source, to where I don't know. That's self-inquiry. That's what you're looking for. Is where the mind. Well, I don't know. And sometimes uh, the bottom falls out of that. It's like. <sighs> And, 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 and there's nothing, but there isn't an absence. There isn't something missing. There's just nothing. Just nothing. And so that's self-inquiry. That's what that's about. <laughs> the other inquiring you're talking about, I'm not familiar with it, but it's, it sounds like just, just to find out what's really present right now. Is, is that what it's about? Yeah, and what are, what are, what are all... What's all what, it's really, having heard you comment earlier to Bob, it's... it's, it's um, it's an examination or an acknowledgement of the loops. Okay. It's, okay. It's seeing these thoughts that yeah. I'm used to saying make me crazy. Yes. Of course, they don't. That's not true. They yes. just repeat and, and, and they repeat obsessively. Yeah. And they distract me from uh, a, a more natural way of knowing. Yes. As I would say. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay then, because what that does then is gets, gets you to the impersonal, where it's not all about you, but, but there's, you can see mind. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Well, uh, although that, that, that those loops are very personal, uh-huh. at least that, that's the way they appear yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. When you see them, are they just loops or are they loops about you? They're loops about me. Okay then some more distance needs to be taken. They're, they're not about you. They're about who you think you are. Mm-hmm. And that's a loop too. Who you think you are is another loop. Mm-hmm. If there are loops about you, you're just in a wider loop. You haven't really mm, got, got, gotten an objective vision, you know? You're not on the top of the hill looking down on it. You've got still a foot in it. I'm still operating at fairly low altitude. I, I, I kind of understand. <laughs> yeah, you're still kind of trading a little bit, you know? I see the loop and I'm outside, but that's about me. It's like, you don't see it. You, it that's not enough objectivity. And... 
is this inquiry process a way to develop, to, to increase, to, to have, you know, to raise, to, to yeah. increase my altitude? Yeah. Anything will do if you, if, if, you know, if whatever grabs you will work for you. Literally anything. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. are interesting words. Whatever grabs you. And yeah. That... If it, yeah, because everything is a setup to show you what you are not. Everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything. But but you know, the thinking mind is very comfortable with. Oh, this is my place, and I'm having a lovely day, and that that and I'm, and it's like it's all about me. Okay, now you can see, even this exquisite vista, even this, let it be not good enough. Don't attach to anything. Let it be not good enough. You see? Because otherwise there'll be stickiness and I want and I don't have and I, you know? Everything. Name anything and we can apply it with this methodology to see actually there's just attachment and it's all about me. And if you, if you disconnect that attachment, everything is the same. There's beautiful things and there's not so beautiful things and they come and go and they're actually the same because none of them have anything to do with you, with what you really are. None of them. So if you've got a little bit of a thread into, I can see those loops, but they're about me. It's like that thread makes sure that you're just in another loop. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just about who you think you are. Mm. Is that possible? Or yes. is that just buying an idea? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this recent experience of of uh, very dark, angry self loathing has yeah. been very difficult to see around. Uh-huh. Well, then we go into it, huh? If you can't go around something, you go through it. I- I'm a believer in that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, have you ever really gone into that self-loathing? I don't know. I don't. I. I think. I think not because I. Because it's still active. It's still active. Yeah. Know. And that's a piece of work. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Actually, I. I did have one experience of it. Okay. In my early California days, uh-huh. and it was the thing that was notable about it was that was when it was over, and I had expressed. Till I couldn't physically anymore, anger yeah. and rage, yeah. in a very safe, controlled setting. Yeah. The only thing that then remained was this powerful experience of, of I, I guess I would say, of unity and of understanding the Christian expression that I had grown up with, which was "God is love." Okay. I never made. I never got that. You yeah. know? And then yeah. all of a sudden, when it when, when everything quieted down, yeah. very quiet. Yeah. And all, and that, and that fear and anger that has, what has driven this life, yeah. when they relented for a few days, as it turned out, it was quite a nice place to be. So, okay. Now, if mind sets it up that I'd like to be without this fear and anger, it might or might not happen. The thing is, it has to. Its power has to be taken away. Mm. It has power. Yes, it does. Yeah. That's what you're after, is the power. 
Because, you know, there's plenty of people who are awake and they're angry owl gigs, you know. And, you know, they're giving out about everything and just not happy campers. And, you know, um, and it's fine. That's just the personality. So there can be, let's leave space for there to be anger and, and hatred. Maybe it's just an expression of the character. Maybe. It's quite likely it'll get seriously diluted, but let's leave space for it. Because otherwise, we get into this tug of war. I shouldn't be feeling this, I shouldn't be feeling this. And it's like, you know, it's all fine. But the attachment to it, the power that it has, the charge, that's the issue. That's what will keep identity strong. Yes, and it literally keeps me alive. Yes. You got that one on the money. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that I can't be alive without it. Is, yes. Is what it is. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so we've got to take a chance, huh? If death comes, death comes. <laughs> I don't really get that. Okay. That is, I, I, I aspire to that. Okay. To really owning that. Yeah. Um, you know, when one takes a drug some years back. Sure. That's what you do. You, yeah. you say, here goes. Here goes. Into neutral. <laughs> Goodbye, cool. break off. Everything's off. Okay, off we go. Goodbye, <laughs> cool world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Little, I, but I, 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 a little different. Clean and sober. Yes, sure. Great. That's the only way to go. The rest of it is... Yeah, it's just having fun. Okay, so clean and sober... What if, what if some sort of a death were to come? If that's the price of giving over that fear and terror, hatred, anger. Um, Is it worth it to you? To feel alive at that cost? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I, I guess there certainly have been moments where I... Um, where I can't say I was suicidal, but where I would have where I would have welcomed the end of this life, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know that I is it worth it. You know, I don't know. Okay. All I know is this. Yes. That owns me. Yes. And yes. <clears throat> You know, it's a, it, I mean, I can't have a rational discussion with myself about what I'm doing in this room. Mm. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's you want what you're offering in this room. Yeah. It's like, how can you want that if you don't, if you don't have it now? How can you want it? Yeah. You know, how can yeah. you want nothing? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Okay. And and I'm. I feel it. I don't know, I, I suppose I'm just blowing in my ear and patting myself on the behind to, to think that I... I think the whole notion of progress in this game is almost silly. Yes. So I don't, so I don't, I guess I haven't really fully answered the question what I'm doing here. <laughs> you know? I do, I know, because... You want it and you don't want it. You know, you actually don't really want it, but, but something isn't right with how things are right now. 
Absolutely. You see? And, and I don't want to leave that question. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. Mean, I think the answer is, uh, I think I'm willing yeah. to have that death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I phrase it another way? I'm inviting you to surrender. That's, that's really what we're talking about here. And trusting that whatever happened will kind of take care of things. It's about giving up the fight. And you'll give up the fight if you know it leads nowhere. It's just about the fight now. The it energy is. of the fight. It is. And that can go on forever. Just the energy of the fight with its charge. Mm. I guess that would be okay, huh? It's the most natural thing in the world. It seems to be quite a bit of evidence for it. I think so. You know? I think so. So that invitation really activates mind for me. Okay. For here, you know, in here. And, um, I'm tempted to say I need to sit with that, but I don't know that um, that isn't what I've been doing for some time. I mean, it's not quite as crystal clear as it is in this moment. Mm -hmm. has not been, but, um, but I think that's another component of this self-delusion thing, you know. Like, I think I heard you say or thought on the web, this, you know, this that I live with really is the, I got a raw deal. <laughs> so thank you for that. That's, that's really sweet. It has to be a raw deal at a certain point. It has to be. Because, because it just spins out. You know, it's just, it's just a merry dance, a hypnosis, and it goes whichever way it does, and there's no, there's no knight in shining armour or fairy tale, a crock of gold at the end of the rainbow, or there's no happy ever after. It, these are all just part of the game of desires. There is no ultimate happiness. There's just a knowing that, that you drink the whole friggin' thing. <laughs> you know? Well, something just kind of occurs to me. Um, I spent most of my adult life denying that, that energy, literally suppressing it so completely that um, it wasn't, that I literally didn't think it was in me. Mm -hmm. um, and in this moment, I'm not sure I'm ready to give that up. Yeah, sure. It's like... 
could get the mentality of the guy that picks up the sword and goes into the fight or picks up his M16 or his AK-47 okay. and, and does that. And yeah. I, I, I don't know that I'm ready to give that up. Yeah, that's the question. It might be taken from you anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. the timing might or might not be of your choice. Understand. You know, and that's the chance. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Sure, sure. Let's see how it cooks. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Yeah. <laughs> can you folks hear, or is the volume too low? You can hear. Okay. That's good. Okay. I'm having a difficulty hearing. And I'm right here, so it's some of it's my hearing. Okay. But I, if you could articulate just a little bit more. Is it my, my, me you can't hear? Okay, maybe it's my accent or something. Okay, I'll slow down. Okay, sure, thanks. Maggie. Good morning. You can't hear? I can hear you, Uh, Yeah, this is the acoustics of space as well. Mm -hmm. How can we do that? Too far around, that's the problem. Too far. I've got good hearing if someone wants to sit there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's let's try it like this. Yeah, because Maggie's just changed her angle. Let's, let's see, but let us know, huh? We'll, we'll get it sorted. Okay. Okay, so I decided to come and sit with you f- because um, I, I like the dream. My interest has been to make it a better dream. And I'm willing, I'm willing to, well... Okay, so I like to think and I like to have ideals there and I, I recognize that this is a brief experience. I'm not wor- I don't think I'm worried about death. I'm worried about losing my mind. Uh, I don't want to lose my mind. I want to have my mind. So... I'm not really sure, okay, so in this journey towards reality, I I can accept that this is my dream, but in a way that makes me feel there's two, or in other words, as I'm sitting here talking to you, my allegiance is to the idea that you are my mirror, that everything is me, that everything comes from me, and that my job is to make it a better mirror or picture because it's not real. But then I, I know that what you're talking about with these loops, that this is all absurd, but I don't know how to give it up. So but if it's working for you, do you want to give it up? Or are you giving it up because... because you know, there was a sense someplace that this is what happens and it's inevitable. Maybe, maybe you don't want to give it up. No, I don't want to give it up. I want, 
I want just to be, make a better dream. But that's maybe ridiculous. <laughs> no, why not do it for a while? Because it changes again, you know? It will change again. But, but if that's what you really want to do, then that's a desire that you can satisfy. Why not? Why not let yourself make it a better dream? Well, the only problem with that is that I can sit in my house with my animals, with my space, and I can have a perfect dream. Yes. But then I go out into the street and I see people, and it's not like I want to change other people, but of course it must be that I do want to change other people. I just want to have, I just, I feel like a two-year-old who wants to have what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yes. That I'm not, I'm not, like, it's not like I think that I know better for other people. It's like they should be able to have everything that they want, but I want what I want. And, and so, okay, so I'll, I'll just use an example. Um, there are only two people ever in my history, or maybe three, my father, my mother, and one other person who could make me so in their, in their presence that they didn't make me, but their presence would make me feel so crazy, so outraged, so... So crazy, just crazy that I would just. I felt, I feel in this one experience that still happens sometimes, that I want to, you know, have drowning people like not care if they push someone else under, claw, everything. Um, I have that experience sometimes, which I consider to be a mirror, but it's like maybe this is a mirror for where I'm afraid to go, that I will be pushed. So, well, I push. Well, as I say this, I know I'm doing. I'm sort of inviting it, but um, it's like I know this is about control, and this one experience helps me to see how certain situations can press me to the point where I would lose all everything in the pursuit of control. Okay. Okay. So, so it's like that can feel that desperation that comes. And so it's it's sort of like I recognize that I don't think I'm I don't think I'm usefully pursuing the very strategy that I said I want to pursue because there is this one way that I could see that I want to control and then I could be pushed into desperation. Anyway, I don't know what to do. So I'm this is this is my this is I'm I'm giving you what I know right this minute. Are you, are you scared of hurting people if you do pursue it? What what what? It, well, controlling them. What exactly do you mean by controlling? It's like the feeling is like it's from my parental experience first, where they would try to. I would think they were trying to control me, mm-hmm. and it's like control, control is a big issue. I guess it's that the sense of I have to control my space. I have to control my life, and I think that it, that's all. You know, you said it's not all about us. I know that I'm making everything about me. Yes. But it feels like that's true. Yes. So I don't know. <coughs> I want. I mean, maybe sometimes people get Alzheimer's or something just because they can't handle this anymore. Yes, and I'm not so. really interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to try to. I'd like to try to resolve my basic error or whatever it is. I, I'm, I don't even know what I'm saying right now, but this all must be relevant because I wouldn't say it, I guess. For sure, for sure, for sure.
Maybe you don't have as much control as what you think. No, I don't think so. I don't think I can. I, do. I don't think I do. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so, yes. I know I don't have that much control. I know I don't. I know that, but it, and I know it isn't all about me. <laughs> and I can be really, I've been, I can be kind of peaceful with that, except... I don't really... Okay, so what, what would you recommend? I know I'm really a beginner at this non-duality and this idea that I'm not... So, you know, meditation doesn't really seem to be doing it for me because meditation just puts me into deeper fantasy. Yeah. I could feel that... Okay, yesterday you were saying, you know, it's like... It's, it's not... Nothing's real. We were talking about briefly nothing's real... And so I know that the sense of energy, the sense of everything that I get in meditation is, is a fantasy. Yes. So that's not helping me. But it's okay to enjoy the fantasy too. You know, let yourself have the fantasy. It's all right. It's, yeah, it's, it sounds like, you, you know, there's something you enjoy, but you're not letting yourself have it fully, you know. Let, let yourself have it fully, no? But... I think what might be a very useful thing to start watching is desire. Because, because desire might or might not get satisfied. It, it, it can go either way. It's just an idea that something outside can make me feel better. It makes the fantasy you feel better for a little while until the next one comes. And there will be another one. Because desire, when desire is satisfied, it's never enough. There'll be some, you'll want something else. you want something else. Sure. And, and that's just mind. It's just an unmanaged mind. And, you know, if, if our, you know, if we didn't live in such a commercial world, we wouldn't have all these desires. And the more commercial we're becoming, particularly in the West, the more commercial we're becoming, the more desire-driven everybody's mind is. And so, of course, everybody can't win the lottery together. Everybody, it's just not possible. Because these are just ideas that are being um, perpetuated and... Uh, stimulated by society, by commerce, usually. So commerce is conditioning our mind to have more desires. It's good to want more. Bigger is better. It's very strong. Are you you saying that because of that commercialization, that one can, that the very notion of desires being made too big, like, well, what if these desires for ideals... I mean, it's not really a tangible object. Yeah. That's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yes. It's okay. the same thing. It's the same thing. doesn't matter what the desire is for. It's world domination or, you know, or, or a fine day tomorrow. It's the same thing. So, so right now it feels like when your, des- your desires can be satisfied through fantasy... That's, that's fine. That's great. You're, you know, a lot of people would say, I would take that. Thank you. I would take that. <laughs> because desires can be torturous. You know? Some people's you know, experience of desire is just this unending want, want, want. It's just unending. Um, so you have your own version of it, like everybody has. But start recognizing desires. So, for example, when you're out and about, you... you you, you found a way to satisfy your desires through fantasy. Okay, and obviously as a kid, you, just, you developed that in order to have some space for yourself, to create your own world where something would go the way you wanted it. 
So it's a survival mechanism. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and you'll cope, you'll keep that survival mechanism for as long as it works for you. And it will stop working at some point. You'd be like, actually, I want, I want to experience something not just in my head. I want to experience here. Well, how do you make yourself do that? Oh, it'll happen organically. Okay. Or else it might take a leap. It might take a leap that you're not, you know what? I'm tired of this whole head game. I'm just tired of the whole thing. But it, that has to happen naturally. I wouldn't push any of that. If it's working for you, great. It's okay, okay if it's working for you. Okay. Start watching desires. Okay. That would be more important than any meditation practice right now. So when you're out and about and you're running that idea that, gosh, I, I wish their desires were satisfied. It's like, hold on, this is just me projecting my scale of satisfying desires onto them. Uh-huh. You know, let them have desires. Let it be sorted or not sorted. It's really not your... Okay, so just don't try to sort things, is what you're saying? Yeah. They don't need sorting at all. That's just desire. Yeah. Okay. Let desire be there. It doesn't need to come to a resolution. Okay. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So but just see desire itself without its fix. Desire coming with its fix. That's very tight for you. Desire and its resolution. Desire and its resolution. And if I can't get it in the world, I get it through fantasy. And so you're locked into desire, solution, desire, solution, desire, solution. So what I'm pointing to is let's just see if you can recognize desire on its own. Just see, that's desire. It might don't have the attachment to its fulfillment. It might or it might not come about. It can come in fantasy or it might come in the real world. It might not come at all. But that's what's so scary to me in a sense. It's like I am so satisfied with, I've always been so satisfied with my fantasy. Yeah. I mean, I will get, I can be, like you were talking about things in the personality, I can be irritating and I can be a lot of different things and that doesn't really bother me so much about how I present exactly but it's the inner feeling that is very hard to deal with. Like this inner feeling of, um, I'm afraid of that desperation. And that's, it's like I have to satisfy it. It's a pressure. It's like a pressure that builds up. Does that make any sense? An inner pressure. It's like there's a volcano. And maybe that's just desire. Maybe that itself is. But it's like, if I don't have this pressure valve of, the fantasy yeah. or resolving it. Yes. If it's left messy, if yes. it's just left messy, yes. it's very scary. Yes. Yes. Okay, so just so what if I decompensate in them in the presence of this it's like that's what I'm afraid of. Is of decompensating in the mess. Yes. 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 So it could happen and it could happen, couldn't it? And sure isn't it fine? Huh? Isn't won't it be fine? You you go you learn something, and because you created the fantasy world to escape as a survival mechanism, you actually you, you you just think you need it to survive, but you actually don't need it. You really don't. But 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 you just have to go into the thing you were avoiding first day. I'm so scared to see. That's the whole thing. Is that I really. I know that I'm avoiding. I yeah. can feel the avoidance. Yes. The resistance. It's yes. like a, I can feel it. Yes. And it is, it's like, so what, so what do you, what do people, what should people do about, I know it's like the words, you know, like allow and all these things. That's just really, I, sometimes I, I wonder if, if, okay, I'm not afraid of dying. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I'm not really afraid of dying, but okay. I'm afraid of decompensation. And that I think that resistance is on the other side of that resistance is all my fears. Yes. And I don't want to go there, but I recognize it's probably healthy. Uh huh. But the, it's like, well, bullshit. It might be healthy, but I'm not going there. <laughs> but but fret, death isn't threatening. But going into your own stuff is threatening. It's threat. It's threatening because I don't want to be insane and I don't want to be helpless. But there's more sanity in going into what you really are than living in fantasy world. I know, I wish I, I wish I believed that. Uh. But I guess maybe, I mean, okay, so I guess what I need to do is go away from this chair, <laughs> taking with me that if I'm willing just to look at desire by itself, that maybe, maybe that might help me not to be so resistant. Yes. And, and that they, those desires don't have to be satisfied. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Maybe I could do... Okay, well, I don't know. It is part of it. It is part of it. If we want to go a little bit closer to the bone, so desire is one layer of it. If we go a little bit closer to the bone, it's like, what is it about suffering that is so awful? What is it? What are you avoiding? What what is it in that suffering pot that you have to avoid? And I'm not really buying the idea you want to go insane. That's That's like... that you're, that you're avoiding going nuts. Okay, that's like, there's something underneath that one. That's a threat, but it doesn't have enough potency. Well, it makes, well, I don't know. I don't yeah. know for sure, but I know that I'm outraged over this inability to control things. Yeah. I know I'm outraged about it. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I read, the, uh, again, read, like reading about the Buddha and about, you know, his family tried to protect him from suffering and, and everything. And, and it's like, well, I, f- I kind of think that we should get over that. That we shouldn't have to have it anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, but I think that it's not like I want to tell you you shouldn't. But it's, I'm thinking, well, I need to get over it. I need to demonstrate that you don't have to have it. I need to. Yes. If I don't do that, then I have not. Okay. But, but that's the child talking. Uh-huh. That's the child talking, and there's actually nothing wrong with suffering at all. That's, this is the duality world. There's day and night, and good and bad, and pain and pleasure. It works like this. The whole world will stop if we don't have opposites. This is how it works. This is how it works. To have a world without suffering, it's not possible. There's nothing wrong with suffering. It's just the flip side of, of joy. There really is nothing wrong with the world, really. Yeah. It's just that you've, you've, you've adopted this thinking for a long time, a way to see it, that there's something wrong with suffering. But all it is is just a lack of understanding of suffering. If you, if you really go into yeah. suffering and see it and feel it, it's like, whoa! The freedom, the relative freedom that comes when something breaks, when it doesn't have any hold over you. For example, the freedom when you know, I've no control, happy days! <laughs> It's wonderful to know you've no control. It's like, oh my God, I was carrying all this responsibility. Okay, well, I understand what you're saying. I, I mean, I, I felt a little shift when you said that about, I can't believe that suffering would be joy, enjoyed 
I mean, yeah. what you're saying is you almost like say this is enjoyable. Yes. I can't believe that. But that's okay. I mean, that's just a belief. That's just a belief. If you went there, you'd discover it for yourself. <clears throat> okay, so I'm, I'm going to uh, leave this chair with this... <laughs> well, okay, I know... I know that that all of this will probably like work itself out anyway, even if I don't work it out. So I'm I'm pretty sure that you know, like about me, yeah. it's like I'm pretty sure it'll do that. So yeah, and I'm not even sure what I learned here, but I'm sure I'll remember it. <laughs> um, okay, there's nothing wrong with suffering. I don't. Okay, I'll have to just go into suffering and find out. I don't want to. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I've been there. I've been, I've been there. Yeah, but you dipped in. You didn't go through it. You know, if you go through something, you're out the other side. It can't touch you anymore. And I don't see any evidence that you've done that. It's like you went into suffering and it's like, whoa, out of here, fantasy world. And it's like, actually, if you go into suffering and see what it's about, there's a great relish of relief and a load of wisdom that comes from it. Well, I, 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 I believe what you're saying is true. Yeah, it loses its power. Well, I, okay, so thank you for pointing that out, that I haven't really gone into something. Would you, do you oh, any, the other side, like. Do you have any recommendation for, for how to do, how, to, how does a person, okay, so I know I can't depend on another person to do this yeah. with me or yeah. be with me or anything. And I, I'm not even sure... I mean, I guess there. I feel there's there's this presence of energy, but it may not be real. What should a person? I mean, should you just like give up and go crazy? No. <laughs> sanity or insanity, you won't be able to do anything about that. So you might as well forget about that. And this this work, if anything, makes your mind clearer. Okay. You know, it would be a good question. Well, one thing is have a look at desire and don't don't have desire attached to its conclusion. Right. All right. Okay. And the second thing is like, what am I avoiding here? What am I avoiding? And just see, what feeling am I avoiding? What am I avoiding? And sure, you might go down into suffering, but, but if you come out with the wisdom to see that it has no power, then you won't need to go into fantasy land in order to sedate it. Okay, well, I trust you, because I do trust, and I've never experienced that coming through the other side. I know I never Yeah, have. and okay. that's, that's where I'm saying, hey, this is how it can okay. break up. Sure, sure. Is the sound still pretty bad over there? Did it? You're going to move? Okay, do find a spot wherever you need to. Here, go ahead and take this spot. There's an offering of a spot here. Would you like to sit? Yeah, sure, sure. Sorry, I know my back is turned over here all the time. Talking loud, but it's okay. okay. You Thank you for, um, I've watching a lot of your video in YouTube, and I read the Born to be Free. Mm-hmm. Clear most of my doubt. Okay. I had many questions, felt like I'm carrying the baggage of question and walking. Oh, okay. But everything got dropped 
Great. Pretty much. And, uh, Louder, please. Yeah, yeah. And, um, more volume. Okay. I have one question. Uh, whatever I'm knowing right now, everything through reading and intellectually. Okay. I have no experience. I don't know nothing at all. Okay. So for this stage, I don't know even what I want. I'm trying to get everything, and but I'm not pretty much. Whatever I'm getting, I'm not happy with it. But it's not happiness I'm talking about the the body and mind. But the the true happiness comes from within. No matter what object I'm getting, it I'm not. It's okay, but it's not. Yes. And um, we all are mind. We have a same consciousness. All our spirit in the form. But what you have. Um, realize how can I see it what you see mm. one way to look at it is that we are spirit in the form but as long as that belief is held it won't be seen I, um, I have a strong belief in something which I don't know, but I have not realized. Okay. And that belief. I have a belief, a strong belief. There is something out there, and I have trust. Okay. And, but... Uh, mm, when no thoughts are running, Sam, mm-hmm. what's, what's happening? Yeah, I had a... When I examined my mind, I found first thought were arising. Then after, uh, when I pay attention to that thought, slowly they went down. Then one by one, and then I came to the place where like the ear ringing, like where you don't hear no sound. Yes. But you see everything. There is no sound at all. Silence. But all the noise coming from the silence. Okay. But silence is there though. Uh-huh. All, everything is happening, it's quiet. You're listening. But you're not paying attention. Yes. You are... Um, yes. And um, I found myself in that moment very peace. Aha. Uh-huh. Very contained. Yeah. Like a felt like everything illusion. Aha. Okay. And uh, including the Sam character, or was the Sam character watching the illusion? In that moment, Sam is not there. In that moment, uh, Sam, <coughs> the Sam, uh, the sensation of the body. Sam knows Sam is there, but the, the, but Sam cannot identify where it's Sam. Okay. It's, it's like that. Sam okay. is here. Sam is there. Sam. Okay. It, it felt it very peaceful, but, and, the, and all of a sudden this body and mind takes a place. It's felt like a, 
I am in the the dream was really um, true but when I wake up and it felt like it's not it's just a dream but when I waking up and this stays we call waking Actually, I really can find nothing. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, the more I look at it, I really don't know what I what I want. Yeah. I, I feel sometimes I'm really confused. Yeah. Sometimes I feel really I have trust and faith. And those clarity comes and always try to stop me from going further. And sometimes I feel like I'm already stuck in, find myself I'm stuck into the mind and body. Yes. And then it won't let me move further. Okay. But I have belief and trust to something which I really don't know. Okay. I really don't know where, who I'm trusting actually. Yes, this is perfect. This is fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just trust itself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. What should I do to extend this, my spiritual journey mm. to... Uh, mm. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I want to check first. Is this mm-hmm. is is this what you're saying but in a different way? Is it like there is there is uh mm, every now and then that there is a space of where there is no Sam and nothing at all. Yes. Okay. And then there is the opposite of that, when, when there is a Sam and the Sam thinks that maybe he dreamt that or, and can only bridge some trust that, that that's got a value. Right. Okay. So when there's no Sam, there, there is nothing known, there is nothing realized, there's nothing. There, it's known that there's no Sam. Yes. Okay. But from where Sam is active, Sam projects that I want to have that. So, so the, 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 the Sam that thinks he's real makes a memory of no Sam and imagines that, that if that came into my world, well, then everything would be fine. But where Sam is real is just going to shrink and disappear. It'll never get better for Sam. Sam is the distraction from that which is perfect and silent and not there. <laughs> Do you see? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so when people say, like, Jack, I want what you, what you haven't got, it's like, it's all just projection. It's interesting to hear the projection as if, as if Jack has seen something. It's like there's no Jack. There's no Jack who has seen anything. This is just projection from an eye from an eye that imagines that there will be a better me without something. 
without the illusion, or having seen the truth, I'll be better. And it's, it's actually not possible. That's just how the eye imagines it will be because it can only project something with itself in the picture. You see? So, so where Sam thinks he's real, what we'll do is have a look to see how we can shrink that a little bit. So it's Sam shrinking shr- Sam. There won't be a Sam where everything is at peace all the time. It's just that the Sam that wants something disappears. Thank you. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So when the hypnosis is running, and when Sam thinks, I'm this body, I'm this mind, and, and I just have faith and trust, it's great that faith and trust is there. It's really a great anchor. <clears throat> so, so what makes Sam feel real? If we look, we'll find specific ideas or beliefs which are not seen through to be beliefs. And when they're running in mind, bingo, Sam is real. But if we can recognize what these things are that push the on button for the Sam character to think he's real, well then, if there's no tricks there, if there's no... Um, no, no, no switches there to turn up, you know, or to, to turn on for the Sam character to appear as real. If there's no switches there, then he doesn't get turned on. So it's interest, it would be an interesting thing to do to find out, okay, right here and now, there's a Sam here. There's no access to that silence, to the absence of what I am. I know it, but I'm here. I feel I'm here, real today. It's like, okay, when did that start? What happened? What happened? When Sam character is not there. When he returns. When he returns. Aha. Uh-huh. What is it that makes him turn back on? It is the thought where makes me who I am right now. Yes. But what is the specific thought? Yes, it's thought that's believed for sure. Consciousness is believing a thought and hey, we've got Sam. Okay. So what is the thought that turns on this Sam program? You might find a lot of them, you might find one or two, but there is something. There is some kind of, that source which turns the Sam on right now? Yeah. I can't identify. Okay. How do you know when the Sam character is turned on? How, how is it known? What's it feel like? What's The character identity of Sam. Mm. When I'm in body and mind. How do you know what that is? What, give me a taste <coughs> of that. just feels that awareness is there. Mm. It's just uh, witnessing that I cannot even completely say it's kind of body sensation and something 
seems like I'm really stuck into the mind. Yes, but something is a bridge. There is a bridge point. Yeah, there is a belief and trust comes again, uh-huh. and that that gives me uh, that creates the bridge. Okay. The the belief of uh, it's really it's really not the realize what I realize. It's it's just a just a belief, just a simple belief. Yes. Of something is there which is I don't know. Yes. And that is actually that is being feel for me right now. Okay. The belief is making me moving. Yeah. Making me what I call myself. Yes. It's moving. Okay. But um Are you saying that the belief and the trust is making Sam be alive? Sam be alive. Mm. If truly if I did not have that belief and trust mm. um, I would if I those two things belief and trust if I did not carry within me yeah. I'm truly not enjoying this life. I, but there'd I, be no Sam, would there? Yeah. I, I really don't know what is this life for. Why I am born. But you're not. It's just a belief that you are. Yes. <laughs> you know. Bodies are born, but that's not... The body was born, but it's not you, you know. The belief is that it's you. That is the only one keeping me pretty much uh-huh. doing things and everything on this waking state. Yeah. Only those two belief and trust. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm yearning to see the the truth, the reality. Sure. Through sure. the eyes of the the yeah. whatever we call. Yes. Name it. Yes. But it is seems to be really seems for me to really difficult to see what you are seeing. Yes. Some reason I can't <coughs> what is stopping me yes. to see everything. Yes. Why I'm not seeing it? Yes. Maybe I'm putting effort or something. I, yes. I really, and I really don't know what I am doing it really. Yes. And when I, just very confused. Okay. I'm very confused what I'm doing it. <laughs> but trust is there. This is what I. Yeah. Been. Yeah. Still alive, feel like yeah. I'm in this body because of that trust. Okay, so so what about that there's no purpose to life, that it's not going anywhere? How does that sit or is that rejected by the same character? That makes me feel good. Does it? Yeah, when, there is no, when I think there is no purpose of life, yeah. then I feel very happiness. Okay, then you've got to find out if there is a purpose because... It would be no good for you to grab a concept. Mm-hmm. You can't put trust in this one. You've got to figure this out for yourself. Is there any purpose to any of it? I can tell you that there's no purpose at all, but, but you, we, there's no point in a new concept. You have to figure it out. If there is a purpose, I'd love to hear about it. Because <laughs> if there's no purpose... Then, then the guy who thinks he's seeking with, mm-hmm. his, with his belief and his trust, well, 
it, it makes him shake a little bit. Because if there's no purpose to him doing that even, it gets a bit looser, huh? Sometimes I feel like, what am I even seeking? Yeah. The seeking is the problem. <laughs> but it's a purpose, it's connected to purpose, you see? Because there must be something to do. That's what keeps the movie going. The idea that there's something to do, that it'll make a difference in some way. The seeker is keeping the seeking alive. But if the Sam character were to not seek, that wouldn't work either. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's that the seeking is keeping the seeker alive. <clears throat> so if there's nothing to do, nothing to get, which there isn't, it's just Sam dies. Sam isn't going to learn anything and see the truth, he's not. It's like the, the, the distraction from the truth burns off. And the truth was sitting there all the time. And the distraction from the truth is the Sam character. You see? Yeah. Sam character is, is, the, is the blocking of truth. Yes. So the Sam character can't go there and enjoy it and yes. discover everything. It's like Sam character is the distortion. Now what to do? <laughs> Excuse me, Sam character. (laughs) (laughs) What you said, something you said, compelled me to come up and sit because, um, um, you know, life is really good and I I feel good about life, but there's something about, you know, purpose. And, okay, what do you do? And I'm very attracted to this idea... I should really say urge. There's just this compelling urge. And I don't even care if it comes from the Zora character or not. I, you know, it's not an issue. Mm-hmm. But there is an urge for me to dance with something that I call the creative nature. So, I mean, I'm really interested in engaging. I feel like, well, I'm here. Are you? On this planet. Are you? <laughs> Well, whatever. I don't even care, really. Okay. All right. it, it's not an issue so much. You know, sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. I think, well, I just want to be uh, here and, and enjoying 
what's here, enjoying my life, the good and the bad, you know, having the duality and, and laughing at myself and coming back to and noticing the highs and not really getting too involved with it and, you know, all of that. But I do have, now, you know, I'm getting older and I feel like, okay, what, what is all this, you know, you have some perspective and, or whatever, <laughs> you know. And um, I'm very, very interested in interaction. You know, even like this group here today. Uh, you know, I'm very inter interested in how we all operate together, you know, beyond the individual. That's what I'm really interested in. So, for instance, um, if something arises in me that feels like an idea or feels like in my moment, oh, okay, now this. And then I learn that a friend or an animal or something is having that same arising. And then I like that. It's like this merging thing that goes on, and I like that a lot. And I feel like, for me, that's my purpose, and I want to do that more. Um, I want to be in that activity. That's what I feel like makes life on the planet, you know, interesting. And um, So I want to know more about that. And I guess from what I'm talking about is I have been a seeker all my life, you know, and um, that's been fine. So I've, I've looked under many, many rocks and seen lots of things and discovered a lot of things and slowly and meticulously and now I don't even care so much about any of that. I just want to enjoy interactions. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, I guess it's love, but that doesn't mean anything to me, really. It means more like, uh, I just want to be able to create whatever it is. Whether it's a good meal or, you know, a big project or that's what I'm interested in. So I just want some feedback on that from you. Because it certainly is, there is a subject-object element, mm. but I don't care. Mm. Because it's also, I really trust my life. <clears throat> so what's, whatever presents itself it seems to be what I'm... Oh, I can't do anything else but deal with it, you know, and okay. be with it. Okay. And that's fine. Okay. I really, really trust my... In fact, I look for clues all the time in my life. Clues meaning, you know, I'm just kind of paying attention to what comes up. And um, that, to me, is an aspect of the creative nature. I don't know how else to put it, you know. Because what else do we do here, you know? If you're in a body, but you're not. Well, I know, I, I know that truth, but I don't, I don't operate that way. I mean, I understand that I have vastness, and that there is this element of wholeness 
and in meditation, I can, you know, I don't even have to move, it's fine. But I have this impulse to engage. Okay, but I suppose non-duality bring it's it's about that internal search for truth. Okay. But it's beyond vastness. That's another experience. Or that connection with the world, that's another experience. It's beyond all of those. Yes. That's what we're doing here. But if something has looped back into the world to, to do what you're doing, then fine. Sure, of course. Do that. But it's not non-duality. It's like the seeking just has stopped for a while. And lovely. Fine. Of course. Let, let, let life be lived. Why not? Because it'll come knocking on your door again. <laughs> no, I, I, I trust that and yeah. whatever. I can't make it up. If it comes, sure, it comes. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Being authentic is, is great, you know. But there's something about my interest in... Um, how we all connect. Okay. And how we interact, but in a beautiful, you know, I, 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 it's very juicy for me to okay. do that. And I'm interested in that. Okay, okay. And whether it has to do with healing, or whether it has to do with an art project, or whether it has to do with politics, any of that. It's yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Th this is uh, not a non-dual conversation, but... Do you know who might be of interest to you is to look up Emily, Emily Conrad. Have you ever heard of her work? Mm. Yeah, she, I, I, I don't know. I just saw a, a, a documentary that she made, a, a DVD that she brought out, a documentary style. And she, she does, um, she, she, she works in a, in a way that I haven't seen anybody else work, connecting with the, the, the element of water in the body, which is in everything. Mm, that makes sense. And, and she says that all communication between two is because, because of the water that's reflecting. And she even talks about like some, some sensory thing in your forehead that it, it enables us to communicate. And when we put in Botox or something, you actually block this receptor, which allows this extra communication. Yeah, or over the computer, it's not there. And she, and she talks no, about the I evolution. Totally get that. Yeah. I totally get that. This kind of thing. Yeah. She's, she's on that same track as you, but she's a pioneer. She's done incredible work. Emily Conrad. Emily Conrad, yeah. And, and she runs workshops and, and courses and stuff. She's California-based. And that, that um, where you're moving, you allow the body, you switch off the mind, switch off everything. Mm -hmm. That, you know, the ideas of how things should be. And yeah. your attention is completely listening right. to the movement of exactly. body in your water. Exactly. The, the water in your body. And right. that moving with that and allowing that to move opens up everything and communication happens in a much more exactly. organic and natural way exactly. from there. That's exactly That's what, what I'm you're interested about. in. Yeah. 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 The, and I'd never yeah. called it water, yeah. but it is definitely a body thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it makes it's sense. Right. That it's a body it's thing. Water. Oh, it's absolutely a body yeah. thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's Emily Conrad's. Is, okay. is the connection for you. Out. Yeah, for sure. Just read whatever she's got. I know she tours around the place. She's in her late 70s now and she looks about 45. Anyway. <laughs> From just connecting it's with water. water. It's the water. <laughs> Completely it's the water. It's how she lives, you know? Uh, completely, oh, yeah. Great, great. She's, she's, she's quite something. Okay, great. Yeah, and I think that would 
make click just click together this this pull within you to find out more yes, about this. Yes, because it's my challenge, and the reason I'm ha- asking the question in the first place yeah. is because it's directionless. It, I mean, it happens in the moment, and that's fine. Yeah. But I'm also interested in. You know, obviously, if I'm feeling it, other people are feeling it, and yeah. so it's that connection it's that's that important. Connection. What is that connection? What, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. that's what makes it whole, or yeah. that's what's fun. I, that's I don't right. know how any, yeah, that's it. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's that's it's, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, and I'm calling it a purpose, but it's. I don't know. Yeah, it's not really a purpose like a yes. A plus B equals C. It's yes. more like. That's what I'm interested in. Yes. And I have to trust what the impulse is. Yes. Yes. So that's what I wondered if, if um, yeah. Well. Yeah. That's it. That's very good. Because, because it's funny, when, when I watched Emily, when I watched this DVD of hers, her explaining the whole continuum is, is the name of her work, continuum, mm-hmm. because the water is the continuous element, the interconnectivity of all. Mm-hmm. And... And when she's talking at the end, summing it up, it's like, this is non-dual without them using the words non-dual. Uh-huh. You know, she's yeah. totally like, that this is just a, the mechanism of how but the world works, exactly of how all it. living things work. It's like, it's not even necessary to say it's non-dual, it's because right. it's that's what right. reality is. Yeah. It's, it's what this subjective reality is. This yeah. is how the world works. This is how, that's right. In its this pure, it. natural yeah. way. This is, right. It's the natural state. I describe it as the natural state, mm. and she's right. just describing it as the natural movement of water. Yeah. Uninhibited movement of water, a flow, you know, honoring the natural state, you know, that's what she's doing. And she says it's honoring what you really are. And it's like different yeah. language. We're talking about the same yeah, thing. Yeah, makes perfect same sense thing. to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, check her out. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> So I'm not sure exactly what my question is, That's a good place to <laughs> but start. I think it'll come out as, as sure. a result of this conversation. I kind of, yeah. I kind of have an idea. Uh, this has been a huge transition year for me, uh, really starting just about a year ago and uh, towards the end of December. And as I progress through this year, most of the people that I'm close to have experienced very similar things and in my life I can probably count on one hand very critical pivotal points that if I was paying attention and wanted to go with whatever that transition was it it was a very important movement for me from one level to another and it's been going on with me uh, in a very beautiful way. And of course, as you move through it, it sometimes feels painful. It sometimes feels like you're lost. It, you don't know where you're going and what the answers are. But then as you come through the other side, it's like the light opens up. Yes, okay? it does. <laughs> so for me in this last year, I took the six most important relationships in my life and I almost, in, well, I didn't almost, in some cases, I temporarily abandoned 
the relationship the way it was and then came back to it. And I didn't realize when I was abandoning it or changing it or confused about it why I was doing it, but I clearly understand now. So what it, this is all, what all this has led to me is to open up a space within me that has allowed some very beautiful new things to come into my life that I did not anticipate were going to happen. It wasn't necessarily my design. I'm going to take this out and I'm going to put this in. Yes. It just happened. Yes. Okay. My sense is right now that there's a lot of people, number one, going through this, people that I know and people that I don't know. Yeah. There are governments going through this. There yes. are countries going, I mean, the whole world is going through this transition. And I think this is my question. My question is, what is your sense of where all this is right now and where it may be going? Mm. It's a wheel turning. That's ultimately all it is. Um, there's, there are Indian scriptures, ancient writings, which say that there's a cycle of 8,000 years mm -hmm. broken up into four 2,000-year blocks. Now it's kind of like loop-de-loop, -loop, that kind of a time scale. But, but, uh, but a human cycle goes like this. And it actually, if you look at it, it's like, wow, there was the coming of, you know, a dark ages. There was a time when it was <clears throat> coming out of it. And when there was the idea of, of, of relative freedom with the industrial age and everything speeds up. And then it's like, actually, something pulls, pulls you in again. It's like outside, inside, outside, inside. The inside shifts, the outside shifts, the outside shifts, the inside shifts. And really, it's just on a, it's on a big wheel, you know? You can have the astrologer saying that we're moving from a... Is it a Piscean age to an Aquarian age or something? That's their take on it. And then there's those who talk about this, like, awakening to zero point. Wasn't that the name of a book predicting that 2012 would be a, would be a real rocky year for transformation on the planet? It's like, you know, everybody's coming at the same thing, that there's huge global transition going on at the same time. Now, so whatever school of thought you are, they, you know, I, I, I can hear them all, you know, saying the same thing. But... but all it is is just, is just an evolution that's coming towards more light and internal freedom, and it will flip again. It will flip again and go into more darkness and ignorance and fear-based again. It will. But, and, and this wave is taking a lot of people, but it's taking some people into the darkness because their fear is getting stronger. You see? So, so it's like into the light and into the dark, and they generally balance each other. But on a broader scale... On the bigger wheel, on the time, the, the larger time scale, sure, there's a, there's, a, there's a time of coming into something that we don't know what it is. But, you know, maybe, maybe it goes into a time where, they, you know, where, where we move into being able to communicate more telepathically, where we can go to more organic natural skills which we've suppressed imagining that machines can do things better than than the human form sometimes they can and sometimes they can't but we've muted an awful lot of our own mm -hmm. of our own skills so is it going someplace 
we're on it's just that we're right now we're on the cusp of a wave it's like it's breaking into some new way of going for sure time is speeding up that's known that time is speeding up it's not going to culminate anywhere though that's the point there's not where does this end where is it all going and it's like no it's not going anywhere it's it's it this is just the experience being had and it will eventually I don't know when if it's 30 years or 300 years or three years I don't know but it will contract again but it's just a time of expansion, you know? The, the cycles certainly are identifiable in, in a lot of different forms, individually yeah. and collectively. Yeah. The, this feels to me, and maybe it's just to me, bigger than any other cycle that I've yes. been through, yes. okay? Yes, When I look at the economic situation, which I'm uh-huh. somewhat tied to because of my uh, business world, so to speak, Yeah. Uh, it's very confusing right now. Yes, and yes. what it feels to me like what's happening is that first I had to dismantle parts of my life in order to recreate where I am now. But that's happened many times, but this was yeah. bigger than bigger. other yeah. times. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's happening with the world. Yeah. That we will need to dismantle. Yes. Before we can rebuild. That's right. Or it will be pulled away from you. Yeah. Some people, it gets yanked away from them and some they actually just dismantle as they go, yeah. knowing that I have to let everything go, I have to let everything go. Yeah. And everything is getting compacted in time. It's moving <clears throat> at such a yes. rapid pace it is, yeah. it's right speeding now. Up. It's yeah. just like, wow, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's speeding <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your sense, what I get from you is that your sense is this is a a more natural transition that's not any different than what may have happened before. Yes. So, just enjoy. Just enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. One one example on the economy thing. You know Ireland being, you know, know, the banking mess Mm -hmm. that happened there, you know? Yeah, they're very much... Oh, yeah, disaster. (laughs) Uh, the, The clean-up mechanism is as corrupt, if not more corrupt, than what caused the fiasco in the first place. Mm-hmm. It is as oh, corrupt. absolutely. Like, if I got into the ear of the reporter, oh my God, but there's no pull here to yes. do it. But uh, I happen to have inside information mm-hmm. of the level of corruption of the cleanup. So while the whole thing seems to have exploded and finally we get it straight, it's like, just, you know, it's just like, of course, it's, it's going to just look differently in the front, mm-hmm. but the corruption continues absolutely continues. Yeah, I've been very, very you know? disappointed in my quote, business colleagues in how corrupt they yeah. really are. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't oh, yeah. fully it's, it's mind-blowing, yeah, it the is. level of corruption. It's mind-blowing. So to me, that's possibly part of, it's definitely part of what needs to be dismantled. How it's going to happen, how it's going to occur is, is, yeah. is where my confusion yeah. is coming in yeah. right now. And it won't in Ireland. It won't. It appears to be dismantling and rebuilding. But the corruption is just rebuilding. But see, so, I don't think Ireland is, 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 is over there by itself. We're all yeah. absolutely yeah. so connected absolutely. right now. It's a micro of the macro. Yeah, like we've never yeah. been before. Absolutely. Right. It's a global village, for sure. Yeah, so, you know, with the dismantling in your own life, if we take that mm-hmm. economic um, example... 
let the rebuilding be very organic. Mm-hmm. Because if the rebuilding comes from the ego, you'll just build another mess. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. <laughs> so let there be a desert mm-hmm. for as long as there needs to be mm-hmm. a desert and let it come from another place. Yeah, I was so surprised as to how rapidly it came together. And yes, I did not have to orchestrate. Yes. Yes. Hardly at all. I just had to open the space and let it happen. And let basically. it happen. Just let space allow allowing uh, something to happen. Uh, so yeah. your advice is enjoy. Is enjoy. <laughs> it is enjoy. Okay. Yeah. And if if there were things that were unseen in the last dismantling something that still needs a bit of mm-hmm. movement within yourself, mm-hmm. it will continue into what you now think is clean and clear space, but you can be sure there's a little mm-hmm. bits of strains oh, I, of I, I grayness <laughs> continuing. And they'll blow up as well. Yeah, no, well, I, I mean, you know, things wouldn't yeah. be as fun as they are if it was all just perfect. <laughs> and you see, on another level, it is always perfect. It always yeah. is yeah. perfect, exactly. Yeah. So, you're right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Sure. Do you want a cup of tea? We just have a 10 minute break and then and we'll come together like in 10 to 15 minutes and we'll do a later yeah. lunch. Okay. Okay, first of all, thank you for agreeing to come here. Sure, thank you for the invitation. Yeah, it's been very helpful. <clears throat> um, my issue is forgiveness. Um, on the one hand, it seems important to address the individual issues and then in a state of meditation, it seems like it doesn't matter. Yes. It really doesn't matter. This it's is all the paradox. One. This is the paradox always. So how I, I feel stuck at the, in the middle of those two. Okay. 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 So, uh, how much healing to do, and how much letting go to do, and how much of that is the distraction, keeping the seeker alive? Right, right. Yeah, in whatever shape or form. Everybody's different, first of all, so you have to find your own way in it. But there are a few commonalities. It seems to be valid for most that self-love needs to be in place. Self-acceptance needs to be in place. Because if self-love is not in place, then the eagerness looking for external approval, gratification, external recognition, it would be too strong. It's like, it's, that's, that's where your attention is. Tell me I'm okay, love me, accept me. So if self-love is not in place, mind is going to be obsessed with this outward focus. And it's not interested in peace because it, it, it needs to resolve something first. So what, that's a very good gauge. Because when self-love is in place, then there, there seems to be a few things every now and then that they're then switching on the idea that you are separate. It's like, a, it's like a power charge, a power switch, you know? It's pop, off we go, switches up, and you're alive. It's like, well, wh- what was it? And it was usually a, a, a belief or a piece of conditioning or something that was... Judgment. Judgment, something that locked you into being an individual and separation is running again. 
So the first layer is about self-love, self-confidence, self acceptance. Acceptance. And when, when you're when you're you know, I'm okay actually. I'm okay. Once that's in place, then it's like, okay, what is it that's making me feel separate? What's plugging on? I'm full on here and I am this body and what I say is relevant because I'm an individual. What turns on that zone and a belief, something, will switch it on. Now, once you're identifying what those things are, from there, it will come to the fact, it, it drops to one more level. And the next level is the idea that I'm being switched on has nothing to do with who I am. The sense of an I can be there and consciousness is doing it. Creation is doing it. It's got nothing at all to do with me. The sense of an I, the sense of I am, that's nothing to do with me. That's just the sense of I am being perceived by this body-mind. So that's the third layer it drops into. And from there it's, it's known that, well, no matter what presents, it can be called ego, it can be called anything, it's known that it's not me. So that negates the whole forgiveness process. It does. Okay. Now, you can't fake this till you make it. You've got to be totally authentic and honest with yourself to know, like, no, I, I, I can grab the spiritual concept and say, but this isn't real, this isn't happening. If you're doing that to deny a piece of garbage that's turning up from the inside, well, you know, it's going to fester. Do you see? You can't kid yourself on any of these three levels. You've got to be totally honest and see, no, am I grabbing a spiritual concept? Do I want, am I just avoiding this here? What's the authentic path here? That's your greatest tool, self-honesty, authenticity. Mm-hmm. So that would be the self-inquiry process? It's, um, if, you, if you can see what, what turns on the Jackie character, what turns her on, um, and if, 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 if that's not clear, and she just seems to be there pretty much all of the time, then self-inquiry is really useful. Really useful. It's like, well, who is this? Who, who, who is this? And it just chops. It chops that circuit to make you seem more real. Mm-hmm. Is that making sense, that map? So it's a balance, balance sort of a yes. thing. Yes. Between yes, it both. Is. It is. And that's where everybody has a different balance. Your equilibrium is different to everybody else. Mm-hmm. If you're denying or suppressing something, you know you're tipping the balance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? Because <laughs> it's, it's a knowing. It's not an idea. Yeah, I know that this isn't real and that, you know, this... It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, it's a gut knowing. There's no but about it. It's like, this doesn't make any difference. This is fine. This is playing as it does. I don't need to change anything here. It's all just fine. Because there's no charge. Mm -hmm. It becomes more like that. Something pulls back. So it's more of learning to rest in the truth and trust in that and not get so analytical about how to do a forgiveness process. Well, if you are trusting in the truth and if you are resting in it, then it's a state of mind, huh? 
and there's you resting someplace. Mm -hmm. It's more baseline than that. Um, there isn't a you who needs to trust the truth. Because if there's you and there's trust and there's the truth, we've got three. That's like three too many. <laughs> you know, the truth is just is. It just is. And so, as long as there's that labeling mechanism saying there's me and there's trust in the truth, that's all about me story. That's, that's the Jackie character turned full on again. Okay. You see? Right. Okay? okay. It's, got a, it's like, okay, so we've got me trusting the truth. Let's say there's just the truth. And you slip into that zone. And it's not even, I'm, I'm kind of contradicting myself now when I'm saying, it's, it's like, it's like truth is, and all the rest of it is just mind games. Mm -hmm. Me trusting the truth. These are just mind games. Mm -hmm. Do, mm -hmm. You're familiar with that zone, mm -hmm. yeah, of there's, there's just truth. Mm -hmm. And then this illusion appearing on top of it. Mm -hmm. And mind can label and name things and make differences, and then there's me and you. But that's the thinking mind, just chopping and categorizing and judging. And... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the forgiveness loop. It just seems to keep repeating and repeating, and um, like I said, I'll have experiences of it in meditation where I'll realize, well, it doesn't matter because we're all one, and so I just need to accept that we're all one, and that's the answer. Okay. But then there's the emotional charge that's still there, and yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 That emotional charge, yeah, that's where to go, huh? Yeah. Is there another way other than forgiveness? That, like, if forgiveness doesn't work, it's usually that you need to just have a go at somebody or confront it or release it or something. Does something need to happen around that? Or could it happen? You mean like having a, a, a therapy session like with someone to look at it? Or you mean just go through it? Confront the person you're trying to forgive? Oh, well, they're, they're no longer alive. Okay. And it's more than just one. <laughs> sure. Okay. Have you ever done kind of a, a therapeutic process in terms of having somebody else pretend to be them and exploding on them? Have you ever written a letter to them, telling them exactly what you think? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What did you do with the letter? I burned it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it didn't shift it? Little bit. Little bit. Little bit, but it just it's a stubborn I guess holding on to identity that thinks it you know, or, or the idea of injustice. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> All right, okay. If injustice were to be accepted as just a part of life Mm -hmm. It's the balance of just, unjust. If it were to be accepted, would you, would, would you feel like hard done by? Or can you just see that no, it's no, part that, of that it? No, no, that would work. That would work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because mm -hmm. it's all fine. It's all to be allowed. It's, it's, okay. it's part of the one picture. Mm -hmm. There's actually nothing wrong with the world, mm -hmm. unless we believe there's something wrong with it, you know? That's just the way duality is. That's the very nature of duality. Okay. That's what makes this magic happen, is the contrast. You see, 
at a certain point, a lot of people get hung up on experiencing. This isn't particular to you, it's just to explain something. Um, uh, that the, the pull to experience is the thing that turns on the sense of individuality. And that's the attachment to life. It's like, I want to experience, I love experiencing, feel alive. This is a drug for many. Okay. The very thing that makes experiencing possible is the contrast from before you had an experience, the experience, after the experience. Because if there wasn't contrast, there wouldn't be an ability to experience something. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, it, it's always got to do with contrast, or before and after. Because otherwise, how would you identify the experience? Mm-hmm. So, so without the contrast, we can't even experience. There is no life. Mm-hmm. It's that intrinsic. Duality and the law of opposites is a core component to make any experience possible. So then for mind to say that one side of experience, the unjust, contrasting with the just, to make an experience possible, well, we need to actually, this one is wrong. So if mind loops, loops something, which is a, a core component of what makes the world work anyway, it's doing it in order to keep the show going. Right. There's no resolution there. Right. So I might as well accept that that's the way the game is. Absolutely. Because okay. what mind, that is the rule of the game, the core right. room of the, rule of the game. Because when mind attaches on to one of these core rules that makes the whole thing stand up, there is no resolution except seeing that it is an essential part of it. Because mm-hmm. mind has caught on to something very cleverly that will never break. It will never break. You can't get rid of injustice. You, you, and, and rejecting injustice is, we've got a logjam. No, we've got a logjam. Rejecting one half of duality. But it will keep mind alive. Because there's no resolution to that one. You've got to see what's at play. That's what will help you there. You'll see what's at play. Acceptance, yeah. Yeah, and be happy about it. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, you know, experiences, be they bad or good, experiences of, is what the deal is here. And with injustice, experiences are possible. Mm-hmm. Without injustice, without the flip side of one value, ex- life isn't possible. It's actually not possible. Okay. Okay. Good, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Sure.
everything works for a while. And have the courage to drop something if it's no longer working. And it takes trial and error to find out when something isn't working. So like, you know, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. Okay, and then, and then forgiveness isn't working at all. And it's like, Jesus, this is going on forever. It's like, okay, okay, now it's gone. It's used by date, it's past. Because techniques will only work for a while. And so, so dropping a technique when it stopped working, like dropping forgiveness in, the, in, in Jackie's example, it's like forgiveness itself is becoming the problem, actually. That's what's keeping the loop going now. <clears throat> so so when, when you then drop a technique, okay, we, we can replace it with another technique or uh, that works for a while. And then you come back and you see that the technique, the wiring of techniques themselves are the problem. The, there's nothing actually to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Do you see? The techniques are the issue. And in this way... It's like the limitations of subjective thinking break down because your perspective gets wider, gets wider, gets wider. And every now and then, you know, in meditation, you get the, woof, the really wide perspective. And then you go back in, you know, to, to thinking you're real again and it all shrinks. And then it gets wider and then it shrinks. The progressive path is about when it's shrinking, let this get wider. When it's shrinking, let this get wider. When it's shrinking, let this get wider. Because it's exhausting. The expansiveness that you hit in meditation, right into like all about me again. And it's like, you, you, you kind of can feel you're going nuts. You know, these, these two perspectives are running all the time. You know, or turning on enough and turning on enough. But it's wherever the contraction is, then there are ideas that are running that are not real. Something is being believed and you're operating from that narrow perspective. That's the progressive path. It's like, okay, well, what is it? What is it that's, that's making me feel real and alive right now with this going on and this going on and this going on? Because you know in meditation, it's like, actually, none of that is significant. Then you have people who take this in theory and dismiss everything in life. Oh, it's not real, it's not real. Sure, this doesn't matter, this doesn't matter. And it's like, it does matter. You still have a mortgage to pay, you've got kids to raise. Got... It does matter. At some level, it does matter. You see? So then we've got the layer of balancing that, of like, life happens, but don't be the one <coughs> controlling it. Man- you know, life can happen without the personal me managing my life. You see? So without that all about me personal viewpoint in there, you will pay the mortgage. You will do what you've always done. Because common sense and life will tell you that needs to be done. But it's, it doesn't become a heavy weight because there isn't a me who's under pressure doing these things. Somehow, somehow just doing happens and it might be enough and it might not be enough, but hey, that's, that's as good as it gets. You know? So something more organic and natural happens, you know? It's just the natural movement of life. It's like get out of the way, you know?
So it means ideas of, I want it this way, and this is the right way, and this is how it should be, all of this has to go. You know? You migrated south, did you? <laughs> the chair to the floor. <clears throat> Responsibility isn't a heavy weight at all, you know. It's just your ability to respond. It's natural. If you're an adult, you, you have the skills to respond. There's nothing heavy about that, unless you make it about me and I have to. If you own what you're doing, it's going to be heavy. So you can do the very same thing in two ways. You can have the personal eye doing it, and it's heavy. Or it can just be happening, and there's no you there. And what's the story? There's no story. It's just life. What you just said um, touched on a question that I have, and I know it's because my mind is trying to imagine what a life, I mean like a day-to-day -day life, would be like without me. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I've always been, you know, uh, I'm nervous, sorry, but um, you know, I've had all these roles, I've been mom, and you know, sure. uh, responsibilities. So, um, I guess I, I've been having a hard time imagining how life goes on and does how different does it have to be. I mean, I've already seen that um, a lot of the things that I used to be used to be important or not important anymore. But I guess um, kind of the fear that my life would be totally unrecognizable kind of <laughs> keeps me from, um, from that next step. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Is this fear you're talking about? Well, I guess it is a little bit of fear, but um, uh, fear of the unknown. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. You could be excited or curious about the unknown. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just a shift in attitude does it. Yeah. It's just a different way to, like a different filter to put in front of the mind. It's like mm -hmm. the unknown, hey, be curious. I wonder how this is going to work out. Yeah. So it gives the mind a different approach. So then... 
but your uh, life, the, the shift is internal. The external changes for some, but not for most. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be unrecognizable as yours? It would just be how it is. It, the, the contrasting to how it used to be, all of that stops. Mm-hmm. Because when, when it was your life, there was a you imagining how it looked. Mm-hmm. Without the you, it's just life. It's just life. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't right. weigh up in the same way that, that the perspective might look up now, look, look, at, look, look through now. And then <clears throat> the other thing is, I bet you there's a lot of times during the day when there's no me there anyway. I have had some success with that, yeah. being the observer. Yeah, and even when the observer isn't there. Like, just, just living happens, with, and there's nothing, there's nothing going on, nothing, nothing has charge, and just doing is going on. You can be driving the car or whatever, and there's just nothing going on. Mm-hmm. So in those spaces where there's no personal or no observer at all, there's nothing there saying, oh my God, my life looks different to how it was. It's just, mm-hmm. there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like that. The thing that monitors and compares isn't there. You see? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just life itself. So you wouldn't be in your head looking at how my life was and how it is now. None of that thinking goes on. Mm-hmm. It's much easier. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess any radical changes happens, well, changes happen slowly as you kind of Evolve. And they're internal. Mm-hmm. They're more internal. Do you have a feeling that your external really is going to change? Is this coming from something, some evidence? No, not really. I guess I'm thinking about like um, relationships and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, with my, you know, my kids and my family and yes other people drop the attachment to them mm-hmm. your love would stay the same but drop the attachment in whatever shape or form that is whether you need them to be a certain way or whether there's expectation around them or just drop the atta- any stickiness between you and your kids for example because mm-hmm. that's a real tough one for moms mm-hmm. any stickiness with your kids it's like you know these, these people were mine for a while they were just mine for a while, yeah. you know? And just drop any stickiness, because the stickiness will cause the pain. The attachment will cause the pain. Yeah. But let the love be there, huh? Well, it helps that they're adults. Yes. Or, or not yes. adults, but young adults at it does. this point. It does. I can't. It, does. <laughs> it, it would be hard for me to imagine someone with small kids doing that. Yes. Or, and I'm not sure. It's doable, though. There I'm is, sure it is. It is, yeah. 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 It's just hard to yeah. fathom it. Yeah, yeah. And there are moms, like in satsang particularly, that, that have said, I could walk away from my seven-year-old son. I could. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody else there to rear him, so, so I'm going I'm to stay. But I'm not attached to him. Mm-hmm. Love him to bits, would die for him, but I'm not attached to him. Mm-hmm. You know? And what a free way for a kid to grow up. Mm-hmm. What a free way. Yeah. You know? It's just a total allowing for, for that... You know, for, for right. their own evolution. Sure. No expectations. No, 
no, the conditioning is minimized, you know? Mm-hmm. And being a parent will continue forever, you know, even when they're like 50, you know? <laughs> You'll still be mom. People tell me. You'll still be mom. That's what my mom tells me. Yes, yes, indeed. Indeed, yeah. I'm still the baby. I'm 45, you know? I'm the baby. No. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's fine, but without the stickiness, huh? The role of mom will be played without any attachment. All right. Mm. Thank you. Sure, sure. Lisa brought this up, so I'm going to take it to a different level. Um, Attachments and relationships. And, you know, we have children, which is one thing, but we have spousal relationships where we get real attached with emotions. And, you know, I, I heard what you said about, you know, not being attached, but having the love there. But it just feels like most of my relationships have always been real attached and the love is just, it's, it's there so much that it brings so much trouble mm. with the emotions because it, it just seems like it can get really unmanageable. Love or the attachment? Both. Okay. Just having so much love and then the emotions just come up, you know, automatically. And All kinds of emotions? Mostly like, you know, any kind, like jealousy, um, you know, just insecurity. You know, when you're, when you're in a partnership with someone, sometimes it just feels like there's just not a lot of trust there. Okay. You know? And it's kind of, it makes you almost fearful to go into a relationship, but yet you want to be in one, you know? You want, you want to be in a relationship with someone you love, that person, but yet at the same time, it's like there's these emotions that come up, of the jealousy and everything, and then it's just, it's, it's like there's no peace there. Yes. And in my life now, I've raised children, I've been through four marriages, and it's like... Okay, I want the peace of not being in a relationship, but yet I really want to be in a relationship. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Okay, yes. and I'm married to Sam. So. You're married to Sam. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, and we are in a transition right now, so of ten years. Okay. And there's a lot of attachment there. So, um, but yet. When we are apart, we we really think about each other. We you know we still have that connection, but yet there's just some little things that come up that make it so. It's almost dangerous. It almost feels toxic, 
you know, but at the same time, it's very beautiful. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So. Okay. Let's look at jealousy. <clears throat> so if Sam is looking at somebody else, in whatever shape or form, what's that got to do with you? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. But sometimes it's there. Well, we owned a jewelry store together, uh-huh. okay? And there were lots of women that did sure. come in the store a lot. And most of the time, it just felt like I was totally, you know, it was like they would just brush right past me, like I didn't even exist, you sure. know? <laughs> and some of them were young, you know, and sure. it was just, you know, and some of them really had those kinds of intentions, you know, sure. that, you know, ooh, they really like this guy, you know, yeah. but he's married, you know? But, and that... I mean, and sometimes it would it would really bother me, and so I'd have to really get I'd have to really like come to terms with it in my head. Okay. And sometimes it could cause problems, and then sometimes if I really was good, you know, and yeah. behaving myself with my mind, <coughs> yes, then I could be okay with it. Yes, Does that makes sense. Yes, of course. So most of the time, I did pretty well yeah. with it, but then there were moments I have to say, yeah. you know, that it was real intense. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. 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 So, in a scenario like that where you become invisible, you know, women come in and they jump, they're going straight to Sam. Okay. Something is making that about you. Mm-hmm. That's, where you that's where you're losing it, where you're losing the objectivity. You're taking it as a rejection of you or a dismissal of you or whatever. Right. But something about you, this is what will cause. All kinds of troubles. Like a competition. It's, it's almost like a competition. Yeah. In some way it reflects you. It mm-hmm. ref, it's reflective of you. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. And then... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What other people do has nothing to do with you at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. You know, if there's that dynamic going on with Sam and ten different women, what's that got to do with you? So what loop do you use in your mind to make it about you? Are you threatened? Is your character a needy character? Do you need to be the, you know, the, 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 the queen all the time in the relationship? What is it? What, what is it? These are the things you've got to identify. Right. Or just, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> no, it's not about him. This is about her. This is about her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just when she said that, it really came up with me. And so, yeah. okay, so, um, so, okay, it's not about me, okay, but yet you're in the relationship yeah. where it is kind of about you too. No, the, no. If you're with someone and you're trying to be a partnership? No. No? This is, this is where you make it about you. Okay. Because you've brought it into the relationship. I guess I just don't know how to have a relationship, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just that there's something crisscrossing which is making relationship difficult for you, okay? So, so, so it, it, I think you just said, okay, it's not about you, but you're in a relationship with this other person. Mm-hmm. And what's that got to do with this other dynamic? Do you need them to behave in a certain way? No, not necessarily. Okay. But at the same time, it's, it, I know this has a lot to do with beliefs, and I know it has a lot to do with probably like childhood fantasies of, 
you know, being in the, the perfect relationship. Yeah, fairy tales have a lot to answer for. <laughs> really, they do. Childhood storybooks, it's like, man, burn Snow White, burn these freaking things, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's really just... So in order to have, I guess, a good, successful relationship, you just still have your own individuality with the person and everything else. It just doesn't matter because if you're not in the mind, it's just going to fall in place naturally. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, and then anything can happen. But, but there's no extra drama. It's the extra drama that catches you. You get pulled into the drama very quickly. Yeah. And your, your mind interprets that there's danger someplace. And for some, they even kind of get off on the buzz of the drama. It's like the, the high, intense emotion makes you feel alive. Mm-hmm. And that's real torture. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you enjoy the high emotion... Not really. Okay, good. <laughs> it's good. work. It's too, it's yeah, good. Because some people really like it. They yeah. like, I, I hate it. It kills me, but I, I, I want it. Because it makes you feel, whoa! Dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. alive in some way. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah, no. I'm okay, that's not, not your gig. No, Great. No. <laughs> good. <laughs> no. Okay, good. Okay. So, no, I think really my thing is, is just trying to learn about my mind and, you know, what's, what's the, what would be the healthier way, yes. you know, to be in a relationship and, and, and deal with emotions like yes. jealousy yes. and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, just being able to do it in a way that's healthier and looking at it. Yes. You know, in a healthier way yes. where it doesn't destroy you. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Okay. If if you can spot jealousy as it just starts, as it's before it's gotten you into a spiral, then the cleanest would be this has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with me. This is the other person have a dynamic someplace else, and they're very entitled to it. Just because you know, if I look at a cute guy's ass over here, so I'm entitled to that. Well, don't get me wrong; I'll look at men too. Of course, so. <laughs> of course, of course. We've one set of rules for ourselves and somebody else for our partners. No, right. this is this is what women do. You know, we do. We're we're great at that. You know? Right. So, 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 giving somebody else permission to be how they want to be in relationship would really help you. Okay. Yeah, it's like we literally don't have the right to determine how somebody else should meet us in relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't have that right. Mm-hmm. You can only be responsible for what you bring to the relationship. Okay. And if you need somebody to meet you exactly where you're at, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They, they'll meet you where they're able to come to it, and it's just an interesting dance to see where they meet you and find out then how that can work, allowing them to be who they are. Okay. But needing them to come to the relationship in the way that you come to the relationship, well, that's potluck. Yeah. Needing them to be a certain way, that's disaster. Okay. Yeah, we don't have the right to deter- to, to And influence. I really, that, and to me, I understand that completely because, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's part of the attraction, you know, is someone's other, you know, looking at someone's individuality and who they are, you know, and, and, and falling in love with that or whatever, you know, in connecting with that. So, but that still kind of brings attachment in some ways. Maybe to me, maybe not to everybody, but I mean, there is always a little bit of attachment. And it, maybe I'm thinking that in order to have like a successful relationship, there's got to be some kind of form of attachment there to keep it strong, keep it going, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this isn't true. 
And that's not true. No, that's absolutely not true. So that's the lie. That's the lie. (laughs) Yeah. That's the lie. And if we keep mind in in that crazy place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, there's no attachment at all. So where does this come from, though? This is, I guess, my big question. Where do these emotions come from that are very real and raw? Mm. Well, there's an emotional body, you know? There's an emotional body that... And I am a cancer, too. Okay. (laughs) So the, the emotional body or the emotional mechanism or system, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it allows everything to pass through, no? Like sadness and fear and every emotion can be there and joy mm-hmm. and my goodness me, you know, it's part of being human. It's intrinsic to being human to be able to feel emotions. Okay, so emotions are fine, but the mind will use the emotional body to charge up its beliefs. Okay. So if the mind says, whoa, there's a dynamic with this woman and my husband, oh dear. So the mind will then put this into the emotional body to rev up a response so that there's drama, Mm -hmm. so that the beliefs in the mind can get stronger. Mm -hmm. So the mind will use the emotional body for its own purposes. It will use the physical body for its own purposes. Mm -hmm. You see? Mm -hmm. So the emotions are fine in and of themselves. It's like they just pass through. Mm -hmm. None of them are sticky. Mm -hmm. But if the mind is tapped into the emotional body, and it's getting its fuel there. We've got a charge. And emotions that are charged, these are the problematic ones. So are you saying that some people um, maybe are wired a certain way where, like maybe that's one of my little character. Yeah. Things, you know, and so for me, I would be the kind of person, if I'm in a relationship, I should really just watch that aspect. Yes. Of it for myself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See that this is not about me. This is not about me. I give this permi- person full permission to be how they want to be in relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm only responsible for my half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, if there's r- intense emotions here, what, what has my mind done to give the emotional part such a, a flare-up? So rather it being someone else, it's, it's really, so I'm probably more projecting it's someone else's fault rather than taking the responsibility for oh, myself. Oh, completely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not about you. What's going on with them? That's their business. Yeah. You just got to watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's never projection is always pretty much inaccurate in relationships. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's just inaccurate everywhere. <laughs> Do you know? It is. It's based on a lie. You know. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. All right. That was it. Thank okay. Come on. Can I get some Yeah, sure. I don't know where I'm going to start. That's all right. We'll just mosey our way through. Huh? We'll mosey our way through. Okay. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I, I watch both, when I say both, uh, DVDs, the one by Chris Habib, you know. Yeah. It's hard to get through that one. Is it hard to get through that one, is it? Well, I suppose, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you hear with this volume now? Yeah, I can hear Richard talking, not not over there. a little louder. Yeah. Yeah, well, they both name the same thing, aren't they? Uh, Going nowhere. Um, Yes, this is the one that... 
None do you want? This is, these are your notes. Are they? Yes. Okay. So you. Non duality is best considered as a disposition of the mind. Yes. It is not appropriate for application to worldly affairs. Yes. You know, this. And wisdom to deal with such matters must therefore be developed independently. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay, so so just to recap, so the non-dual non-dual stuff—it's about your mind, no? It's mind managing, mind watching, mind seeing how the separation, the building blocks of separation, are in place, and 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 how beliefs are making all of this look real. Okay, so it's all in your mind. It's got nothing to do with the outside world at all, actually. People who use non-dual theory in the outside world are a total pain in the ass, because. Because it's like, oh, this isn't real, this isn't happening. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, phenomenally, something is happening. You know, yeah. and we deal with it. But, but using the non-dual theory in the world, it's just, it doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. I found that out with a friend, trying to explain it to her. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? You know, and I'm yeah. not an expert at this, therefore... <laughs> yeah. They have a real problem getting through to them. They think that you're... Either a kook or, or you're way beyond me, you know. And I'm thinking, no, I'm not way beyond. Yeah. Me. So don't say anything about it. Keep it for yourself. Oh, okay. Do you know? But that, yeah, but that doesn't. Seem, but when she's asking the question, yeah. What do you say? If they're asking questions, just you know, whatever. Give a milder version of the. Okay. Give give yeah. what somebody can take, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You know. So then, so then the second part of that is that the, the wisdom of dealing with life must come from another place. You know, it's common sense. It's like, it's, it's the work, if we divide your mind into the working mind and the thinking mind, and the working mind is the thing that, you know, makes you put food on the table and gas in the car and, and put on clothes to come here today. And mm-hmm. Wisdom of life <coughs> teaches you how to manage in the world. And that's the working mind. The thinking mind is the all about me and separation and judgment and... Yes. So the thinking mind is where we apply non-duality. Okay. And that's not something that you're going to be talking about necessarily to other people. Like you just said... Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Keep it yourself. (coughs) It comes up, it comes up, but keep it yourself. All right. Yeah. People will arrive at it naturally, you know? They'll come to you about it or not. Now, the other big question is, why is it this way? Um, going back to square one, beginning of whatever it is that we're in right now, um, the absolute, or God, or whatever you want to name it, um, conceptually now, um, sent forth power, like in Maya, Confuse us. Why? Um, Ramesh Balsika, you've heard of him, mm. he said um, that he considered this hypnosis. Yes. Right? And divine hypnosis. Mm. And I took a little bit of issue with that because it's, that means that there's a hypnotist and one who is hypnotized, but there's only the self. 
So couldn't we say that it was self-hypnosis? I know it's... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Stretching a point, but that's what you're getting back to, isn't it? Um, The self is fooling itself. Yes, it's fooling itself. Yes. Yes, it's fooling itself. It's playing at losing itself and finding itself. It can't lose itself, actually, so it has to imagine that it's losing itself. So the only way that that which is one without a second can lose itself is by imagining that it's separate from itself. It has to create two Two. in order to be lost and go back home. But there isn't a going back home, there's only a dropping away of the separation idea to discover Mm -hmm. what was there all the time. So it plays at losing itself and finding itself. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 You see, in a lot of cases, what happens here? I, I've been reading a lot about traditional Advaita mm. or Advaita, mm-hmm. right? as opposed to Neo Advaita, mm. and they have a method essentially to take you through, because if you say, for instance, um, this is it, which is agreed, but this is coming from two levels, the level of the absolute and the level of the relative. Mm -hmm. So, which one do we heed? Which one do we both? Yes, that's the paradox. No. Both have a validity. Yeah. And neither is real. Okay. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. And how do you get that through to someone? <laughs> you get it through to yourself and don't ah, mind the someone. I see. And you're not being selfish, are you? No, because it's only your own yes. gig. Right. You, 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 it, it is your own gig. Okay. It has to be. It has to be. You have to do it for yourself. Because you, if you're doing it for somebody else, your idea is rooted in separation, and that will keep it not working. Okay, let's see if I've got another... <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes. Why did you call your book... Um, what is it called again? Born to be free. Born to be free. And then you're saying in here, you know, born, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. So it's a little bit... Yeah, of course. It's fun. Here we have the paradox again. You're addressing this to the relative world. Yes. Yes. If they pick the book up, born yes. to be free... Then the relative is running. You can't say to them, but mind you, I think you... you be a little difficult to read that as number one book. Yes. To be honest with you. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's not easy. I lent it to a friend and she got, um, I think, two chapters and gave it back to her. Gave it back to her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I realized why. Yeah, that's it. Just wait. Um, yeah. Yeah. Find yeah. another it's one. Talk, yeah, it, there's space you for the said relative, you know? Somewhere in one of these where, oh, Challenge me, I'd love for some... Well, I'm not that quite... <laughs> oh, yeah, the, you know, the, the DVD, it's... Um, 
<laughs> grey-haired Cliff Walk, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. And just as an aside, if you look directly out to the sea... Irish you, sea you know this walk, obviously. No, because I lived on the other side of the Irish Sea, directly across from where uh, uh, County Wicklow, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh. In Wales. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm running out of questions. Come on, Richard. You're all right. Take your time. Out of questions. Got to start again. I don't underline these things. Yeah, the book subtitle. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, book titles are good too. For instance, all is consciousness, uh -huh. and there's a book written. I don't know if anyone's read that. Has anyone read it? Lisa Is it? Did he write all his consciousness? Absolute and consciousness. Consciousness and absolute. Consciousness and the absolute. And the absolute. And the absolute. And this was named Zubin. Zubin. No, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's somebody no. called Zubin. Con yeah, yeah, yeah. An angel speaker. Consciousness is all. Consciousness yeah. is all. And, uh, yeah, so consciousness is, is, is all there is phenomenally. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that you... I've underlined the things that would be... Yeah, have resonance for you. Oh, yeah. If, if you want to enjoy enlightenment, you can only do it before enlightenment happens. <laughs> Happiness ever after... Endings belong in movies. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> and there's no... Oh, yes. Enlightenment happens in the mind, doesn't it? Yes. It's only for the mind. It's only for... Yes. Yes. And I think a lot of people don't realise that. That's right. That's right. So... It's well, a shift in perspective. Yeah. So you use you have to use the mind initially to go through all this. Yes, it's, it's essential. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> there's no free will. There's no destiny. Correct. Oh, I think you've, you've covered this today. Realize that the end of pain does not lie in a satisfied desire. I mean, the, mm. the ultimate desire is what? Desirelessness. Desirelessness, for sure. And by the way, what about your new book? Tell us about that. How well, far are you along in that? It's, it's, yeah, a third of it is done and edited. I haven't touched it in a year and a half. Oh. And it's much more intense than Born to be Free. It's like a... Oh. Mm, Oh, wow. Yeah, it's much more intense, yeah. And the working title is From Awakening to Liberation. So it's, we, we start with seeing the truth and, and, and then we post start that. With seeing the truth? Yeah, yes. yeah there's okay. just a couple of little bits about leading up to the truth, but then really it starts with seeing the truth and after that. And I think a lot, it, it, it kind of is a movement out of seeing that um, um, Years ago, I, I heard this, I was following a, a master at one point, before India, and uh, he called himself a master, so that's why I'm using that term. Uh, he, he, he said um, that the real work begins post-enlightenment, 
and I had a real problem with it. Like, I know you're wrong. You're, I mean, there's no way because this is so frigging tough now. Forget it. Like, it, you know. And, and, of course, what he said makes sense because there's no I there. The refinement of consciousness continues. There's no I there to be doing it. You know there's no control. There's no you. That nothing can be achieved by this. But yet, yet, the refinement continues. You know, and the refinement is the breakdown of conceptual thought. That that which is creating concepts anywhere begins to slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. And I found very few non-dual people who, who are talking about this. Um, and and some non, one non-dual speaker who I kind of landed myself with and said, look, can you talk to him about this? And he didn't know what I was talking about. He really didn't know. And he gives a fantastic satsang, but he didn't know what I was talking about. Then something came up for him a few months later and he called me about a month ago and he said, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, there was a complete blind spot around something and I didn't see it. And so then I went for it again and I said, hey, but this, this is what I'm talking about, is that the concepts continue to break down until there's no conceptual thought and he didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, okay, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write about it. It's just, I'm just going to have to write about it because I can't talk about it. I'm just going to have to write about it or it's not being heard or understood or something. So it came out of that. Pretty much. And that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to do a trend, what do they call it, when you hear the DVD and you write it down. Yeah. It's a problem, you know, cause, because I like to go back to something. When, when you hear it on a DVD, yes, you can switch back. But I just like to, in bed. Sure, you can, you know. sure. <clears throat> yes. Now, what, um, there's a page... I even wrote the pages in. It's fine, yeah. Page. Let me see. Got so many notes here. By the way, I'm I'm waiting for Grace. You know that. Are you waiting for Grace? Yes. <laughs> you, you see me? Do you ever see the program on BBC TV? They've had it over here. And it's called Waiting for God. Uh-huh. You heard that one? No, and I don't. It's about a retirement know. home in England. Okay. And there's a couple oh. there, and they're interacting on waiting for. But I'm waiting for Grace, and of course I know what you say about Grace in here that she ain't coming, buddy. <laughs> right? no. no, you're waiting for yourself, you know. Oh yeah. 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 No, but she's not coming, right? No. She's knocking, knocking on my door. Not if you're waiting, no. No. Yeah. Oh, not if you are waiting. Mm-hmm. If you're waiting. Yes, waiting. Then there's I a you should have waited. Oh, yeah. No, if you're, <laughs> no if, I'm waiting. If you are waiting, that's the greatest deterrent of all. Yes. Yes. Because yeah. that's keeping the you alive, you know, and keeping up an expectation, and that'll keep you locked. And there's, I've forgotten in the book, it says, on the last chapter, if you've gotten this far, I'm quoting, this far in the book, and you think you've, come on to something or you understand something yeah forget it you haven't yeah it's all in your mind yeah gee yeah I thought oh boy yeah I, d- I have got something out of the book yeah and then mm-hmm. and then you're 
Yeah, let's pull that away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what? Why is that? <laughs> and there's no whys in in um, in, uh, duality, in non-duality, is there? No, no, there isn't. But I suppose the Jack style is to like wherever you think you can rest. Rest. Yeah, rest. Yeah. That you've got. If there's a reference point. There's an ego growing. Mm-hmm. There's a position growing. Mm-hmm. So whatever you've got, it's like, you know, let no place be your home, you know? It's I like see. Jesus so said, you, it, no, you let the Son it. of God has no place yeah. to lay his head or his hat or something. So, so it's like, no, if there's a rug under you and it's comfortable, I'm going to yank it. That's my style. Mm. Let there be no reference point. Nothing that I know that for sure. It's like, well, if you are, there's just an I there and that's false. So... No reference point at all. And, and there's a total freedom in, in that fluidity because something natural is living rather than yourself putting in an anchor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what do you suggest then? <laughs> <laughs> trying to put you on the spot no, I can't what, what makes the Richard character believe he's Richard only because my parents named me that Okay. actually my granddad said call him Richard then we can call him Dick mm. yeah. weird eh um, okay but I, why do I think I'm Richard right yeah. now you don't? No. Do you know you're not Richard? Is it known? Yes, to a certain point. This is the thing. It's this intellectual knowing right? and real knowing. Yeah, I'm talking about the real yeah, knowing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and is there a and, real and, knowing? And, and if I say, will I know I, see... When it happens, there's a happening. Do you think there's a happening? Um, like the lights go on, you know? No, no. Lights go on in no. Georgia. Lots of spiritual experiences. No. And then, no, I don't want an experience. Yeah, but no actual one happening. In hindsight, there was, there was a time, but only in hindsight, I can find a time when, when there was no more... When, when the last I thought was believed. But it's only retrospectively. Because like there was long periods of no identification. You know, it, it might be like a half a day, and it might be a week, and it might be a month, and it might be two days again. This, these kind of sporadic spaces of, of no identification. Mm-hmm. And the real pain, like what Bob was talking about earlier on, the real like, oh, you could physically feel it in your body when the I story is running again. Um, and that becomes a good indicator. Now, a lot of time passed and there was just no I happening at all. And it came mm. from people around me saying, what? Why, why are you talking like this? Why don't you, use, why don't you say I? Because it was, I, kept, I stopped using the I word. You know, it's coming back now, actually, but only recently. <laughs> um, so, so it was from other people saying it. And it's like, but, you're, but you're, none of this is real. And I forgot that people think it's real. So it, had to, it kind of comes full circle. There's a big gap. There's a big gap of no I. And it's only from connecting in the world that you start to remember how it used to be. Yeah, but while we're here in 
was it Vyavara, whatever they call this, the, the relative world, uh-huh. okay? Why can't we use I? I mean, we have to convert, we're conversing sure. right now. Sure, sure. So it's grand, but it just had to... Do we have to say, you know, there are those who say we, and I remember reading yeah. in, in one case where this, this is a nurse in England, this little book, very thin book, mm-hmm. um, Everyday Enlightenment, hmm. all right? Yeah. And... She says in there, what, I'm losing my train of thought now. That's another thing. What about Alzheimer's? <laughs> <laughs> if that's how the mind yes. shuts down, that's how now the mind you shuts see, down. This is it. Isn't that very... Aren't the two very close? Where someone might think, oh, I've got Alzheimer's because they're losing their train of thought or their thoughts are missing. Or are your thoughts missing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. lose... Yes, there, there is, there is that phase of like, is it lack of memory, mind, or is it, or is it actually the absence of the eye? You know, sure. you go into the other room, into another room, and oh, why did I come in here? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's is just memory. Just age. That's probably. age. That's yeah. memory. Lack of memory. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that part is yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember this woman also saying, uh, now, when you're enlightened, you. What, she was talking about things you don't do. And she said, oh, one thing you don't do is go around hugging people with body odour. <laughs> what was she on? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no you who's enlightened, you know? That's the whole point, well, yeah. isn't yeah. it? That's the whole yeah. point. It's like enlightenment is a myth. It's a myth. Yeah. You know? There's, you can't have somebody who's enlightened. You can't. You know? It's just, it's just, the lie is seen through, and that's it. I understand those things. Uh I I read all this, and I understand it, but yet, it's not in my bones. Can you say that? You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And this, I'm I'm sure there's several people here feel the same way, if not. Sure. You're just waiting for that, and once again, the waiting... I remember years ago reading Krishnamurti, uh-huh. a lot of him, and he said, you know, best thing you can do maybe is just give it up, which I did for many years. Okay, okay. Do you come from a feeling place much at all, Richard, or is it intellectual? Is that your, your way of connecting yeah, to the uh, world? Yeah, what they call jnana yoga, jnana being uh, the mind or... Knowledge. Yeah, yeah. The yoga of knowledge. Yeah. Rather than back to yoga, which is... The devotion of God. devotional. And I've never been attracted to it. Yes. Do you think I should? I'm just wondering, <laughs> not so much about back to yoga, but not about shifting the path, but around, like, where is your feeling body? Because... Hmm... No. Like I need a cup of tea right now. <laughs> you mean that? No. No. Feeling. <coughs> Feeling. Feeling. See, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. So. Uh-huh. So. Oh, dear. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give the song feelings, but 
it's like it's like your intellect has brought you so far and yes. I totally understand that you're waiting for grace but energetically I'd love to drop something from your head down into your heart not on my head no it's in your head <laughs> okay already so to pull it down oh, okay. into your heart and it's like oh, yes, yes it's like the f- yeah. it can't come together for you until somehow that aspect of humanity is integrated with it your mind has run away with the show and it's like the intellectual body that's fine if that works and it works for some but it's like there's a feeling mechanism here that 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 that's what i'm waiting for actually but what if and what is the mechanism what is the way that this happens how does it happen some is there a pattern no, um, no it's Okay, step one would be being okay with vulnerability. Vulnerability, okay. I used to always want an escape. Yeah. You know, when anything... I needed that little bit of something in the background, maybe little extra in my savings account just in case yes like a yes is that essentially it well it's one part of it what about the feeling place of feeling vulnerable do you know what that feels like oh yeah okay is it okay no no that's it that's where we go Hmm. So, if, for instance, let's put it in just general terms. If someone was threatening you, do you... You'd have a feeling of... What? Not being safe. Okay. Right? So how would one go about feeling safe, not feeling that you're being threatened? Can you be okay with the feeling of not being safe? Do you need to balance it out with the opposite? Well, I suppose, yes. Is there an avoidance of not feeling safe? I've had some things in life with um, physical things, you know, brain surgery. Sure. And I remember the night before I was going for brain surgery. Well, this is it. It's inevitable. You're going to have to do it. And it didn't worry me. Okay. I didn't have any fear. Okay. And then so coming out the other side, it was... Um, I had a cardiac arrest on the table and you know when you come into uh, what do they call it the ICU the nurses um, or coming out of anesthesia the nurses were asking me questions because they want to know hey you've had maybe this is why I'm <laughs> here today because I'm um, Uh, I had blood to my brain cut off, and they want to know, is this guy yeah. okay? Yeah. And I was 
volunteering to them, um, I didn't see any lights. I didn't see any angels. And I remember for time after that, I was really concerned about, gee, I'd love to have had this out-of-body experience where you go and they'll say, you've got to go back, Richard. You, know? uh-huh. you can't stay here. Okay. And, um, but I had no, otherwise I didn't have any problems. My wife had a lot of problems. Sure. Because they came out and told her that, hey, he's had a cardiac arrest, and yeah. she thought, oh, I'm going to have a vegetable food. Sure. <laughs> you know? Sure. So, yeah. So feeling. Yes, feelings. You got anything on feelings? (laughs) (laughs) See if you can bring your energy into your heart or your attention into your heart. Just just a few times every day. Five or six times every day. Yes, I've found now that I can cry. Okay. At, At... Maybe a movie, or okay. I'll see a child, or something, or whatever. Okay. And something. Oh yeah. Okay. Something would move you. I wouldn't accept that before, you know. No, no, no. Sure. Cries don't cry. No, you don't do that. Yeah. But I, yes. No, I have no problem with that. Okay. So, so let so, let your experience of feelings expand. Okay. Because something needs to go from the intellect into the emotional. Right. Mm, so, some. It's just being more fully human. That's what I'm saying. Something needs to become more fully human. To like drop in to being fully okay with all of it. Mm. That's what I would recommend. Okay, thank you. I think I've run out of... <laughs> Intellectual okay, questions. It just says, hello, this is Chris Hebert. Remember that? <laughs> you transcribed it. Yeah. This is, oh, and he had a bunch. He had these... Before, and I was trying, from stillness speaks, you know, and blah blah blah, and you say yes. That's all you said, yes. And then, but then you have great big long dissertation here, and he's really worried that anybody that gets DVD (laughs) after your introduction. But it's it's very useful. Um, I particularly like the part in your other DVD, the one on Brayhead. Um, where you're going back to before enlightenment, bef- before unity, bef- right to the beginning. Mm. Mm. And I'm trying to get that down so if okay. I can, I can yeah. spout it, can't I? Yes, you can, and your mind can own that and have yes. fun with it. <laughs> well, I won't spout it to my friend because you are... Mm. No, it's for you. Yeah. But go into the feeling place, huh? That's your spiritual practice, if there is one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. (laughs) That's it. That's it for now. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we break for lunch? Yeah. People ready for a break? (laughs) It's all right. You can just take some time.